What's up, guys? We are back for another commentary. Manny is gone once again because I decided once again to watch a movie that Manny's not into. Um, so I have Bobby with me. Bobby, how you doing, bud? Good. Uh, I think Manny just doesn't like me. Uh, that's my theory. Yeah. Um, it's not that he doesn't like Bond or sports. It's that he just doesn't like me. So yeah, I'm going to go I with mean, that. The, the evidence is mounting with each yeah. additional piece of content mm-hmm. you do with me. It's just more more fuel to that fire yeah so manny we're calling you out officially on the air it, uh, it's your turn to respond but yeah we are here for no time to die the movie that we spent way too long talking about <laughs> on the podcast a few few months back we both got the blu-ray when bit. it came out or maybe a little bit after it came out but a few months ago we got the blu-ray and i told bobby sit on that digital copy that you've got don't sell it um because i i sell a lot of my digital copies because it's easy money for me so I, I held on to mine until Bobby to hold on to his. We both redeemed our digital copies. That's how we are watching it. It's not available on any of the regular streaming services yet. It's still a rental everywhere. Um, so if you guys want to watch the movie along with us, you'll have to rent it. Or if you already own it, then you can watch it along with us. Um, we talked about this movie in depth, and now we're going to watch this whole gargantuan two-hour, 45-minute movie together. Yeah, and I'm excited. It, I last saw it in theaters just the one time, and I loved it. And I think I remember pretty much everything about it, but um, you never know what you're going to pick up the second time through. Um, I watched the first like 15 to 20 minutes earlier today just while I was working out just to kind of get a little refresher and wanted to watch some of it. And uh, so far, so good. But I'm really excited for this. Yeah, this is my third viewing. I saw it twice in theaters. Once uh, I went to an early screening, and then second I had a friend who wanted to see it, so I saw it like three, four weeks later. I have seen it a second time. I think I remember it pretty well. None of my feelings really changed from the first to second viewing, uh, so we'll see if anything does change this time. Yeah. Uh, but without any further ado, I am ready if you are. Yep, I'm ready to go. Okay, so like I said, uh, we're watching our digital copies. You guys watch it however you want to watch it if you're watching it along with us. I'm going to count us down three, two, one, and then when I say go after one, that's when we press play. So you're good? Yep. Ready to go. All right. Let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Okay. One, two, three, four. James Bond five. theme playing. That's what we now yes. see on screen. Got With the MGM logo. MGM. Ooh, this looks good in 4K on my, on my computer. Yeah, it looks real good. I love that theme. I love the theme. I get annoyed at the uh, the pacing of the gun barrels in the Craig Bond movies. Cause, little... like, tr- yeah, because like traditionally, I think of the gun barrels as like the theme starts and that's when the white the white dots start flashing across the screen. But in the Craig movies, it's the theme starts. They wait like five seconds and then the dots yeah. start going. He walks a lot so faster it's like, through, and it's it doesn't yeah. doesn't time up with it. Like I always picture the Goldeneye game did the same thing where yep. it kind of paced through. All right. Yeah. So it's paced differently than the gumbrels I'm used to. That's my first Bond snob thing <laughs> of this of this recording. Let's I do like that they later in the movie do the gun barrel scene actually in the movie. Yeah, and I wish that part weren't in the trailer. That was like the yeah. ending of one of the trailers. Mm-hmm. You eat too much because you're depressed. I felt that. <laughs> now we got a young Madeline here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't mention that uh, we had a dude are walking through the snow yep um a lot about um the Safin character doesn't quite like work it's not like he did takes away from the movie too much for me but um mm-hmm. i do like him in this opening scene it's kind of creepy the way they shoot it yeah you want to play a game <laughs> so we get some french dialogue here which is yeah. always fun 
What a great mom she is. Mm-hmm. Completely. Yeah, she seemed to have very loving parents. <laughs> yeah, poor Milan was just screwed on both sides. <laughs> oh. Standing carpet with wine. That sounds oh, yeah. so horrible. That's not good. <laughs> Get a shot of the gun. little preview there. Mm-hmm. What's to come? I, I bet that won't come back into play. Oh, definitely not. You know. Chekhov will be spitting in his grave if that gun does not come <laughs> back into play. Now, I think... Oh, no, actually, never mind. I was going to say, I think this is the first flashback we've ever had in a Bond movie, but the opening Goldeneye um, is yeah, a flashback. Yeah, Goldeneye is. I want to say... Actually, I don't others, even know if you... But... Ooh. I you can almost that say that's not there. a flashback, actually. Oh, yeah, that's a good... That's a good... Uh, good kind of jump, jump scare. Cut, or not jump cut. Jump yeah. scare, if that's what I was trying to say. It is kind of a jump cut, because he's not there, and then they, yeah. you know, cut away and he's back. Mr. White's secret room. I do actually like that they bring back Mr. White stuff quite a bit because he is a character that mm-hmm. um, you didn't really think much of, but he's pretty important uh, throughout these movies. Yeah, and he just and he just kind of disappears in Quantum of Solace. Like there's yeah. no resolution with him. Mm-hmm. So now we get a little bit of um, kind of resolution to the character. At least we yeah. we know more about what was going on with him. This was another trailer shot, I, I believe. Apparently, I wouldn't say this is like... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, apparently they originally had a different mask for him. Um, mm. I, I was reading a little bit about it after the movie came out. And he, his henchmen were all supposed to have uh, kind of spiky masks or like a, a whole different okay. design. And they changed it to this classic like Japanese no mask, it's called. Mm. Which is why people thought he was my, Dr. No. <laughs> yep, I remember that. Yeah. He just said, my name is Lucifer Satan a second ago. Yep. <laughs> Basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A real lack of blood there for uh, for the way she just died. Yeah, it's like the Dark Knight bank robbing scene. You just kind of accept it. Yeah. It's PG-13. There's not going to be any squibs or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of weird that they like marketed him with the mask, but the mask is pretty much only there this opening scene. I don't believe he wears it again. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think... One, it's a it's a cool image, so I get it for the um, trailer. Yeah, um, I think he should have worn it more. I think he should be in the movie yeah. more, to be honest. But yeah, that's a whole different issue. Or at least more consistently, because yeah. he like disappears after yeah, this. They, he disappears. They should for pace about an his hour. scenes better and like just have yeah. at least one more in the middle, one or two showing what he's doing, his plan, one other little heist or something. I don't know. So he should be dead. He definitely should be dead. I thought of that <laughs> earlier. He, one, got shot however many times, even even if he has a vest on, that fall would have then killed him. Yeah, then the fall. Unless landing on like the back of his head. Something. Yeah. Also, would landing on the back of his head cause his mask to break like that? Yeah. It's if a, he landed hard enough, I guess. Yeah. He also could have landed on the side of his face and then like jolted up. I don't know. Mm. Who knows? They didn't show it, so we can just imagine. <laughs> now, this should go without saying. I've never had to drag a limp or dead body before, but I feel like she couldn't do no, that. No. De- well, <laughs> not that far. She would have. No. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. She's a little bigger than I, like than it seems, like older. I'm not sure, but. She's like, 
I think I thought of her as like 10. Yeah. But no, she would have, that would have taken a lot no. of effort. Dead weight. Just yeah. all dead weight. Yeah. Although I don't think he's a very big guy. No. Some CG, uh, some CG ice, I'll call it. Yeah. I do like the sound of the ice breaking there. That was well done. Yeah. Uh-oh. I buffered for a second there. Did you? I'm at... But I think we're good. 6, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah, it's literally one second. Okay. So if you just want to press pause and press, press play real quick to sync us back up, that's... Yep, just did it. We'll be good. Okay. Okay. So now we get Safin yeah, saving my, my... Madeline here, which... Yeah. Again, I think... In an interesting way... Yeah. Uh, a straight bullet could have easily, easily hit her. Look hit at where her. they're going. I know. <laughs> I think at this point he's like, if it saves her, it do- it saves her. If it kills her, it doesn't matter because there's no way he's <laughs> planning dies, on she dies. saving her. Yeah. Yes. If I she like dies, cut. If she dies, she dies. That is a good cut. Good way to get us out of the flashback. Mm-hmm. Got to get one more Daniel Craig uh, swimsuit scene. Of course. She looks like she's on location. He looks like he's doing a pickup in a soundstage. Yes. Yes, he does. It's definitely a green screen behind him. Yeah, that that those first couple shots of him, I was like, oh, is this movie going to look terrible? Yeah, I was getting I was getting a little worried. Mm-hmm. That usually doesn't bug me unless it's consistent. Like mm. because of Honor Majesty's Secret Services service, I kept thinking she was going to die in this opening scene. Mm-hmm. But then it wouldn't have made sense with the flashback they gave us. Yeah. Unless they like followed up on it in a storyline way, but yeah, we get the all the time in the world line right there. He said the thing. Yep. And you get hints of it in the score. Yep. I like what they do in the score with this movie. They use hints of that song. Um, they also bring in the theme quite a bit, um, the Billie yep. Eilish song. So, um, it's a good sounding soundtrack. Something not enough Bond movies do is actually incorporate the theme song into the score. Yeah, there's a few that a do, of, but not yeah, enough. Some, some of them do, but yeah, not enough. Mm-hmm. See, I think I mentioned a, a couple weeks ago, up until I saw Drive My Car recently, I think this was the longest opening, like opening pre credit sequence I, I had seen in a movie. Okay. Because I think we're, I think we're about twenty five minutes, give or take, for this opening. That sounds about before right. we actually get to the theme, the credits. Yeah. Drive my car is like forty five to sixty minutes. Wow, I know the Departed is a classic one that has a long time. I don't know how long that is. I want to say it's like fifteen to twenty. Yeah, but I'm I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I see, you know, I've seen pieces of it all the time, but the full movie, it's been a while. It's a classic cable movie for for people at this point. I think. Yep. I do like in this whole opening, you kind of see Bond trying to relax, but he's still holding back. Mm-hmm. Um, like she said, still looking over his shoulder. And I think he plays that pretty well. Yeah.
it did feel kind of strange to just kind of bring this back up. Yeah. I know Blofeld mentions her in Spectre. And leaves a picture of like her a bit, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in, in here he does. But like in Spectre, he's, he tells uh, Madeline that Vesper was the big one. So I guess that's why she's asking. Yeah. And I'm sure they've maybe talked about it just, you know, off screen at this point. Mm-hmm. At least briefly. Yeah, this whole you have to let her go business. Um, like he did. That was kind of the end of Quantum of Solace. Yes. But she was important and people liked her. So let's bring back that mm-hmm. thread, basically. Which I'm okay with. They they did it well in this movie because they didn't do it well in Spectre. Um, yeah. So they kind of pick that up and at least follow through with it. I want to go to Italy, like really badly. Me too. That'd be great. Just need to spend a week there. I always worry about traveling because of how picky I am with food, though. I don't think you'd have a problem in Italy unless you just don't eat, you know, spaghetti. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) yeah, I do eat spaghetti, so (laughs) I guess I'm good. But I've heard I've heard like proper Italian pizza might not be my thing from people. I, I mean, I'm sure I would love it. I'm more of a foodie than you. Um, by a lot yeah. actually, but, um, <laughs> by a considerable yeah. margin. Um, but yeah, that would be awesome. Some of the best pizza I had was actually in Dominican Republic, surprisingly. Mm. Um, they had like these like, uh, flat, flatbread margarita pizzas that were really, really good at one of the resorts I was at, um, in high school, which I was very happy. I had a friend who, uh, whose parents had a decent amount of money to take us there cause I would not be going there now. Yeah. Nowhere, buddy. Always these strategically placed uh, bed sheets and blankets on the, in the bed scenes. sheets. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like no matter which way they're facing, if they're you know on their back, it's pulled up you know just above their chest. Yeah. On her stomach, it's yep. right. You know, very very convenient. And the bed sheets are always in pervert position, like right after sex, like oh, yeah. two seconds after. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently they actually do for movies, make bed sheets that are cut like that so that it's easy to maneuver. Oh. I learned that uh, okay. relatively recently. Hmm. And this is where we get the House of Gucci crossover. We're about to meet yeah. Jared Leto here. <laughs> Just the way that, that, yeah, I, I spoke Italian. It reminded me of. Yeah, I can definitely Jared see Leto. that. Got Vesper, who again, I it's kind of weird seeing that she was like twenty two, twenty three. Mentioned that in the, review, in the review, but um, yeah. Well, I just never think of Bond as as old as he is, especially like in Casino Royale, because yeah. like Daniel Craig was like mid late mid late thirties at that point. Exactly. But I don't think of Bond as that old. Yeah, I mean, I picture him older in in this movie, but yeah. not in Casino Royale. I pictured him at. <laughs> Although he, he Daniel Craig has never looked super young to me, um, probably mm-hmm. because he was in his thirties when he started in Bond, and that's when people really started to recognize him. Yeah, I did like it. I almost forgot to mention my favorite thing is when they have pictures of characters from the past and they just use like the same one a over stock and over. a stock image from from an old movie. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh yeah. 
he's dead now. We're gonna roll. We're yep. gonna roll the end credits. Roll credits. The amount of time to die was uh, about thirteen um, minutes thir- and fifty-two seconds. Yep. And it's a basic thing that I feel like movies do use more now, but like stuff like this where yeah, where the audio is distorted because hey, they can't hear at the moment. Yep. And they some I think overdo it. And then others do it really well. Yeah. I like how it's done here. Mm-hmm. You get his kind of shock and state of mind, and then it kind of goes away from it. But you can you can still tell that he kind of is like that in that phase because later yeah. he's getting shot at, and you don't he doesn't even really react on the bridge very well. At least not in time. I do like his kind of tan suit in this scene. It's a good look. Yeah. It's a shame it gets all scuffed up. Mm-hmm. See, he got gets shot at, doesn't he? He's like, oh, I got shot at. Yep. Like, yeah. A conveniently placed rock on the bridge. Yep. I always chalk that up to, you know, it's a character who's always going to be aware of anything he can use. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be something. Because that's also very convenient. <laughs> yeah. Especially getting stopped right there. Ow. Yep. Oh, this guy. Mr. One-Eye. like the main henchman. Yeah. Step right up to see the one-eyed monster. Mm-hmm. Which he's kind of an interesting guy because I, I need to pay attention more to this one because he seems to switch sides between Spectre and yes, Saffin. Because here he's with Spectre. Um, and he's there through the robbery of the scientists. And then mm-hmm. later in the movie, he's with Safin. Yeah. Kind of makes me think that there's a lot more cut out with the Safin character that they just mm-hmm. either cut for time or something didn't work. Yeah. It is crazy to me. Like, I feel like especially the last few years, we're getting a lot of two and a half to three hour blockbusters. Yep. And all of them feel like they're rushed in some way. Yeah. It's like crazy, crazy that they're so long, but there's so much missing. And I, I think some of it is with movies that are ending franchises, but then you get a movie like just came out with the Batman, that first movie of the series. And it's three hours long, which personally I enjoyed, but I know there's a lot of people that that uh, is a deterrent to go to see it or to go see it multiple times. Yeah. Batman didn't drag or anything for me, but mm-hmm. um, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, basically just it didn't really drag for me. That wasn't really my issue with it, I guess. Yeah. I, and most of these movies don't feel like they're dragged for me. It's just some subplots or some areas right, either and, aren't fleshed out enough. Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest. Like, some areas aren't fleshed out enough and some areas could just be cut. Yeah. In a lot of these movies, I feel like they just focus went in the wrong places, I guess I should say. Yep. And one of the biggest ones for me, one of the first ones that really recognized it with was Batman v Superman, especially seeing yeah. the extended edition or ultimate edition and how much it kind of fleshes out the movie and actually makes it make sense. Um, mm-hmm. But hey, if people are going to go see it, they'll let the directors make a longer movie and they're making money. Yeah. Uh, 
I like his angry voice. Mm-hmm. Daniel Craig, good his job. Yeah. He gets a little Sean Connery in him when he does that. <laughs> He's from Scotland yeah. in canon. No, I was here. I mean, Batman gets that way, or Christian Bale's Batman gets oh, that yeah. way when he when he's like interrogating Bane and stuff. Yep. Well, he gets Christian Bale's um, kind of. You can barely understand him sometimes when he talks in his normal <laughs> accent, his Welsh accent. Yeah. I bet there is. Mm-hmm. It's a great car chase. Mm-hmm. I'll appreciate a good Bond car chase now whenever I see one after watching Quantum of Solace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean a, a good car chase where you can actually yeah. see what's going on? Exactly. Yeah, I think I mentioned that on the episode as well, but like I understand Mark Forster like explain like his idea was that you want you want to like be in Bond shoes, you want the situation to feel as frenetic as it is, but also there's a middle ground you can meet where you can actually tell what's going on as a viewer. Yeah. Um, that was definitely a trend after um, the Bourne movies, which yeah. I, I'm glad is going away for the most part. I mean, it, it can be used mm-hmm. and used effectively, but it was overdone for years. Yeah, I really can never explain to you why, like, the Bourne movies and stuff do the shaky cam and the quick cutting well compared to other movies, but it's just something that you know you know and feel mm-hmm. when you see it. Yep. And maybe it's just because that style was established for those movies, and Bourne was more yep. of a rough-and-tumble kind of fighter. Um, I don't know. It was just, it worked for that. Yeah. I love that the Bond theme kicks, kicks in right just as he's avoiding the, uh, was it the sheep there? The sheep, yeah. Yeah. No sheep were harmed in the making of this. Yeah, exactly. Whenever you get that camera view in a car, you know they're going to get hit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was going to say, I think movies have gotten better about that, about like actually sticking with that shot. Yeah. Because, you know, Usually, obviously, you're not going to have your actor get hit by a car, so they would usually just cut, but they've gotten better at, I'm guessing it's some effects trick of some kind. I don't know exactly what it I'm is. I'm sure it is. But, yeah. I'd have to, like, look at I'm it sure, again. Like I'm a, sure Lisa Dude didn't get hit by a car there. No. And some of it could be they're up against some type of screen, and the, they shake the car, and they react, mm-hmm. and then the CG does the cracks in the window and yeah. all that, like the rumbling. So I love Bond right here, just sitting here and... Mm-hmm. waiting for Madeline to react or tell him something. I mean, it's a dick move, but it's very Bond. Yeah. I think this is why you dredge the Vesper stuff back up, just because reminding him to not trust anybody. Oh, yeah, but for sure. it all could have all could have been done a bit cleaner i guess i think it was like to me i like it in this movie i just didn't like it in specter um i think it was done well here (laughs) okay just another another trailer moment i wish i hadn't seen i know 
I was doing my best to avoid the trailer slash trailers for this when it was originally coming out in 2020. Yeah, then it was... But it was playing at every movie I saw. Yeah. It's kind of hard to avoid it when your trailer is going to be out for a year, basically. Yeah. With the delays. I had my tickets bought for it, too, and then it got delayed. Oh, man. It was that close. Yeah. I forgot it was that close to coming out. It's like three weeks, I think. Okay. Yeah, I I don't think I had tickets yet, but I would have been getting them soon. I think I was just at the point where I was assuming it was getting pushed. (laughs) Yeah. I remember I was at I was in class, so it was like before any any anything had been shut down. It was like a week before the shutdown started too. Okay. But they just I think I think they already knew. Yeah. When. Because I remember I got really angry. I think I went on Facebook and I was like, "Yeah, they delayed it because they they're worried it's not good." <laughs> it was what I right. thought back then. I mean, we didn't like, know what the country, was coming. The country hadn't reacted to it at all. No. You won't. you won't. And here's your favorite shot coming up. Mm-hmm. Next favorite shot of the movie, right there. <laughs> the audience. How, how do we let the audience yeah. know that she's pregnant? It's also a bit like, you know, you, you could have done that a little more subtly too, and that's on the director more yeah. than her, but she just like, it was a very instant grab. Very dramatic. This, I think I said the song was okay in our episode. It's growing and growing on me more over time. I like it a lot now. I liked it when it came yeah. out, and I didn't love it. Um, I think seeing it in context made pushed it up even even more for me. Yeah. But Billie Eilish definitely has a style with her singing that um, fits Bond, but then I was like expecting mm-hmm. a big, almost a Dell note that she doesn't quite do in this, but it still works well. No. You were expectoring it? I, uh, pull a block. <laughs> I, I, I gave you a sarcastic laugh, but pull a block. <laughs> now, I always, like, on second and, like, any repeat viewing of these movies, I try and actually figure out, like, what the the themes of the, uh, the visuals we're seeing in the title sequences are. I cannot speak all of a sudden. <laughs> and this one, I'm still a little, a little concerned. Uh, I'd confused. Have to watch I don't know it. if confused is the word. Like mm, we're getting at the heart. I think we're getting references to all the past movies because. Yeah. I saw the hearts, but I was also thinking that was like a casino theme. Right. I was thinking the same thing. I'm I'm trying to analyze it now that you said it. Yeah. Got the car. Like all these gears, I don't know. Right. Unless it's just trying to we, tie to a team of this movie of time. It's a time. clock, and that's it. Yeah. So it's like a clock tower. Okay, yeah. fine. And then we got the stuff growing from the bioweapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. I do think it's funny it. that like uh, the lyrics of this song are about his current feelings, and then it turns out he was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like that's the entire. Point the song of doesn't song. hold up anymore. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> hold up by the end of the movie. the movie. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, that's why they don't end with this song. I think. Hmm. We'll get to that, but well, do any Bond movies end with the the song, like re- replaying the song? That I don't know, but I mean, like 
It, I think some of them do, like so, the older ones. Yeah, I'm thinking more of the older ones did, but um, they definitely make a very intentional song choice at the end. Mm-hmm. You see Vesper is a face from his past, yep, folks. I see that. You didn't fall for a lie, though, James. You didn't. He thinks he did. <laughs> We're just living in the moment right now. Oh, yeah. I want to see Daniel Craig sing this song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could be something in Oscar bingo. Maybe he sings yeah. a Bond song on stage. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> you know what? That would actually be really interesting if they... At mm -hmm. some point in the run, you know, of James Bond as a character, they get someone who can sing as Bond, and he does as the Bond. theme song. Yeah, he does the song. Yeah. yeah. Look at all those writers. Yeah. Do you ever think about how the director of Crash wrote Casino Royale? Yeah, that's weird. You ever <laughs> think about how the director of Green Lantern directed Casino Royale? Yeah. No one's perfect. Yeah. No, he's done two good Bond movies, so. Yeah. Five years later, which was supposed to be 2020, because they're, mm -hmm. again, trying to be in real time, which would be 2015 Spectre, 2020 this, but. Yeah, because the opening COVID. is, like, maybe a couple weeks after Spectre. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the Batman shot. Mm-hmm. I think I was going to say earlier, I wouldn't say this movie is like Deacon's level, like doesn't look as good as Skyfall, but it looks really good. It does. But I, again, because Deacon's did Skyfall, I, whenever a, something is like really nice, but not quite to Skyfall level in Bond, I'm like, oh, it could have been better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, we could have been a little better. Yeah. We get our Russian kind of scientist guy. Mm -hmm. At least I think he's Russian. I think he's supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something this in that This guy might be the goofiest the Craig movies get. Yeah, for sure. But I, I was worried when I, when I saw him. Yeah. The way they use him fits. He could have been worse. Because there's a few, and I think some of it was Phoebe, Phoebe Waller-Bridge coming in to write, but there's a few things, like characters that are pretty comedic, um, mm -hmm. but they don't. Like, they don't take away from the movie. They're, they fit in pretty well. Because, no. like, this guy and then the way they set up Ana de Armas's character. Mm-hmm. Um, and even some of the lines that Lashana Lynch gives in this. Yeah. So we have Safin letting him know, because, yeah, we got mm -hmm. Spectre. It took me a, a second to kind of figure out what was going on here the first yeah. time I saw it. So but, he's not with Spectre, but right. he knows Spectre is stealing the weapon. Yeah, because we have two warring kind of sides. We have... Uh, Spectre and uh -huh. Saffin. Then obviously we have MI6 and CIA, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I think my second viewing was when I actually sort of understood the dynamic of this movie and also how the weapon worked, because I remember on the episode I was still confused about how the weapon worked. Yeah. I pretty much understood it. There was just that one thing at the end I didn't know exactly what happened. Yeah. That's a... That's a... 
I don't know. I don't know if it's happened enough to be considered a trope, but the swallowing a flash drive thing <laughs> that happens in movies, I'm like, I can, I can, abs- like, I see people pop pills in movies about taking a drink. I cannot pop a pill see, without taking a yeah. big drink of water with it. So I, I can, um, but Jen is like, how do you do that? Because she need, she can't do it at all. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know about a flash drive. I've never tried, and I don't really want yeah. to. <laughs> not yeah, not particularly. Not planning on it. I don't think it would be painful to uh, remove from the body after that, but I still don't want to don't, don't want to go don't want to go through that. No, definitely not. We're scientists. I only need one other board member. There are eight others waiting. Yeah. We got our main henchman guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he ever has a name. I don't think so. At least not spoken that we could really hear it. We might be able to see it on yeah. in the with, credits. Well, with, well, just with the subtitles on, if it's said like oh, very yeah. briefly. Yeah, I would like to see like a legitimate tell all about this movie that's like not just special features because I really want to know how COVID affected the actual plot of this movie. I know, I, me too, because there's definitely some things that you know with with it being a plot surround that's could basically be a disease. I mean, it's a it's a weapon, yep. but the way they were using it, I, there's there's no way. Ooh, and he's dead. F in the chat. But, but there's too much vagueness surrounding his actual final plan for me to think that there wasn't more to it. Yeah. And th- and that's why I'm wondering, like, maybe that's why a lot of Safin was cut out of the movie or mm-hmm. or something. Like, if he had more um, scenes that kind of described his whole plot and they didn't want it in the movie. Yeah. And just focused on Bond. Wow. This is pretty cool. Magnet. Oh, the gravity. I'm invincible. Oh, wait, wrong movie. <laughs> That's wrong Russian. Wrong Russian scientist guy or hacker, whatever he was, Boris. Ooh, just mm. just got a text from my mom to uh, carbon date this episode. Big news. Apparently, Baylor is losing tonight in the Big 12 tournament. That's Ooh, cool. Nice. So it's KU's tournament to lose now. I bet they'll still lose. I don't know enough about... KU to uh, at least yeah. not this year. All I know is Michigan State's not that great and is probably an eight or nine seed. Mm, I think Mich- we beat them in the first game of the year. Yeah, well, because Izzo likes to schedule like Kansas and Duke and whoever else is our first games. We always lose. Well, there's like there's a four team tournament that happens at the beginning of every or not tournament, but like yeah, it's Duke, Kentucky. Michigan State and KU, it, it's the first game of every year. Mm-hmm. But he's done that forever. Even, so even just, when that didn't happen, he would like schedule all these really tough games right off the bat in our non-conference stuff before the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And just be like, this is where you we need to be at the end the of the movie year. Here. Maybe. <laughs> Going back to our sports talk. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, so we there get was M. Who, the MI6 cover-up of, of that is that uh, M says it's going to be a gas leak. Yes. Was what and that happened. was what M right away he was like nope it's a gas leak I'm not telling you more about mm-hmm. it that's it 
the first hour of this movie, you're supposed to question MI6. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of abandoned that. Just fishing in Jamaica. What a life. Yeah. I do also like, so I, I, don't, um, I wish that we didn't get all the movie news and stuff out before this one about, oh, we had Lashana Lynch is playing 007 and all that because they were definitely kind yeah. of playing that up as a joke in this more. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he said, "Get where's 007 and it cuts to James Bond, but he's actually meaning yeah. her. Um, but. Yeah, I think uh, the news cycle had been so long, like, because obviously that was like 2019 that that news came out. I think I'd forgotten about that for the most part. Oh, really? And I was still kind of, su- I was still kind of surprised when she showed up. I'm like, oh yeah, she's 007. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just remember it being a big deal and thinking everyone was just really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I think I mentioned this on the episode too, but like, I think a lot of people genuinely thought like she's the new I know. 007, like yeah. in the movies. Mm-hmm. It's like no, that's never. It was never the intent. No. Oh wait, that's his. Okay. Daniel Craig, respectfully. Yes, yeah, Daniel Craig, respectfully. That that camera <laughs> shot went a little low. Mm-hmm. But I do like. So if I remember correctly, that toothbrush that he just used in that shower scene is what um, Spectre is trying to have the scientist use. To, uh, for James Bond's DNA for the weapon. Really? I don't remember that bit at all. Yeah. I remember it being a toothbrush. So let's, when that okay. happens, let's see if it is. Because it's like a brown bamboo looking toothbrush he was just using. Mm. You know, I know we don't get like much establishment of what his current life is before he's back into it, but it doesn't seem like he's that miserable. No. It doesn't seem like he's had, like, a bad five years or anything. No, definitely not. I mean, I'm sure as far as... Like, he's alone, but it doesn't seem like he's hated his uh, retirement. Or yeah, anything. exactly. Yeah, I love Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> I love Jeffrey Wright, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Billy Magnuson good here. You said he did a good job uh, disarming you in this movie. I smelled a rat from moment one. See, and I should have, but I think it's just because I know him from other movies where I just figured he was yeah. playing that character. So that was just like, I didn't even think twice about it. But looking at it now, it seems pretty obvious. Yeah. Quiet. Our first Lashana Lynch shot. Mm-hmm. been a great last year of jeffrey wright content i gotta say yeah for sure i don't know if you saw french dispatch yet but i think he's the best part of that i have not i do want to see HBO max now yeah but he was also the voice in what if Um, i never never saw that yeah i enjoyed it it was good but he's a great voiceover guy i mean his voice is iconic Mm mm-hmm He's clean shaven in French Dispatch. I don't think I've ever seen him without at least a mustache in anything. Huh. I'd have to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I because I was thinking of him with it. the beard. Yep, me too. There's just some guys that you, that's all you picture him with. 
Scotch, scotchy, scotch. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Down in my belly. Aha. It's a good line. At least good line with Jeffrey Wright saying it. Mm-hmm. Mm, doubt. Mm-hmm. That's another line Jeffrey Wright could only make work. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, that's actually a really <laughs> clunky, like, it's a yep. very strangely written line that he just delivered well. But this entire opening with him makes me wish he was in this movie more or just more of these mm-hmm. movies for a longer period of time. Because they have a great dynamic. Yep. I think I mentioned the other night on the live episode we did that, like, Lately, he's become one of my favorite actors, but he's yeah. not a lead in anything, and I really want him to be. He would be a great lead. I think he, like, you know, speaking of the Batman, he would be a good, like, detective of something, or, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he could probably pull anything off, but I can picture him being, like, a grizzled kind of guy that mm-hmm. is leading a movie that way. Yeah, I don't think I caught the first time that she was putting on an accent. Like you didn't hear that she was doing it, or you thought that was? Yeah, I just I don't think I I don't think I think probably I think the latter. Okay. Just because I knew who she was gonna be, I knew she was putting one on. Mm. He has a great house. Yeah. Wonder how much money he had stashed away. It seems like he has a lot. Whenever he's away from being Bond in these movies, he seems like he's pretty uh-huh. rich. Or he's just resourceful and knows how to get things for cheap. Mm-hmm. He's got a good realtor. Yep. be interesting to have your bedroom away from the main part of your house like that i know i love that they made each other right away or at least he Mm -hmm. yeah yeah didn't lose his skills no i'm always wondering he he gets called Commander Bond in a lot of these movies. Mm-hmm. Like, is that a rank you get from MI6? I guess. I don't know enough about MI6, but I'm assuming so. Yeah, I don't either. But, like, he has it when he's active in, like, in like the Roger Moore era and stuff like that. I'm yeah. pretty sure they call him Commander Bond in those. Well, it's kind of like people calling Han Solo General Solo, and I just always think of mm-hmm. him as Han Solo. Like, it's weird yeah. to hear him with a title. Was at least in, I knew he was enlisted in an army, like yeah. Rebel Alliance and all that. Yeah. But Commander Bond, like, just doesn't sound right. We kind of abandoned the whole he's old thing two movies ago. Yep. I'm just saying. They shouldn't. I mean, I lo- I really do like Skyfall, but they shouldn't have done that plot line that early. Yeah. Again, especially because the first two movies take place over like a week. 
Yeah. When he's a rookie agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they skip over a lot of things. I, like, I love, for the most part, obviously three of these movies, but um, they don't really have Bond going on like just a normal mission. I kind of assume a lot of things happen off screen that are like the normal James Bond missions. And then these are just kind of the big eventful things that happen in his career that, you know, because he's away from MI6 for a lot of them or he's retired like in mm-hmm. Skyfall. Um, so... Yeah, they were just a little too concerned with tying everything together. I wish we could have just gotten an episodic movie. That's where I, that's, and I said this in the episode, I believe too, but I would actually like a James Bond series. Yeah. M's being weird again. Yep. That is a sweet car. You know he's mad when he calls him Mallory. Mm-hmm. I do I do like the line, um, in Casino Royale where he knows what M stands for because now I think it's like a requirement that M to be M you have to have a name yeah. starting with M. Right. Cause, cause it's the same with Mallory too. I'm like, that, that'd be a very funny, uh, like a funny requirement. It's like, nope, you're perfect for the job, but your name starts with H. We can't have that. Yep. That would, yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like men in black. Your name has to be what your name started yeah, with. Yeah. J and K. Yeah. Or at least it doesn't, I don't know if it has to be, but that seems to be what they do. Yeah. This is Bilbo deciding whether to go on the adventure. <laughs> and I think he decided to. Felix. I was trying to, what I, I was, I was going to try to quote John Wick and I couldn't remember the line, but I think I'm thinking he's back. I'm thinking I'm back. Yeah. I was going to do the full thing. I'm like, nah, I can't do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's people keep asking me if I'm back. <laughs> I have to do the voice every time I every time I quote Keanu. Oh yeah. He's my cousin after all. You know, we're close. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Little Keanu leaves. <laughs> hey there. I'm gonna take your plane later. I've been playing the flight sim game on Xbox a lot and those those planes are the best ones to fly in the game. Okay. I have never played that. It's only on Xbox and on PC. Oh, I guess, where's JB? Yeah. Got Ana de Armas. <laughs> all right, I'll get out of the way. I'll say it once, respectfully. I'm Very, done. That's yep. all I'm going to say. Can say the same thing. A very nice dress. But she, um, I definitely think he handpicked her for this after working with her in Knives yep. Out because it's such a small role. Yep. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure this was a Felix section that. Yeah, might have been rewritten from. Uh, yeah. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Could have been.
Fine just can't help himself. Yeah, this part definitely could have gone very wrong, but this is mm-hmm. kind of a, a show I was stealer. Terrified after that first scene. Yep. I was like, oh, the whole thing's gonna be that she's stupid and inexperienced. Exactly. I do like the effect they use for the earpiece in this scene. Mm. Kind of like like they did earlier with the uh ringing in the ear after the explosion just kind of like when they change the audio to take you into the perspective of the character he ordered the drink Mm -hmm. ever had a vodka martini i have they're not my favorite. Are they good? They're, they're fine. Okay. I never mean, had a martini, and I'm yeah. not a huge vodka person in my limited experience. Yeah, it it, need, it depends on the drink for me. I mean, you can get a lot of different types of martinis, and I've had good ones, and some yeah. taste like candy. Like, that's fine. But just a straight up, like, what they order here, I probably would enjoy that much. Mm. See, toothbrush. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I didn't remember that part. Yeah. I remember some weird things about movies sometimes. Mm. It was not obvious at all. He doesn't know that that uh, he switched sides yet, so he doesn't actually have to hide this from. But right, I can't remember if he like. The henchman guy. I can't remember if he just like realizes Spectre's gone, so he just goes to the other side. Or I don't what. think it's uh, specifically shown. I think he just kind of appears okay. with Safin later. Yeah. Because right now, as you know, as of, as as far as we can tell, he's still with Spectre. Mm-hmm. But I'll look for it. Maybe there's like a look or like something they do real quick yeah. that just makes you kind of realize what he's doing. Is another delightfully goofy thing is the context of the Spectre meeting. I know. <laughs> this is one of those things, again, that it gets, it's goofy, but for some reason the way they shoot it or the way they mm-hmm. execute it works really well for Daniel Craig's yeah. Bond because it's very much like a Roger Moore type mm-hmm. of thing that would happen. We got Blofeld with his eye coming in, you know. <laughs> Indistinct chatter is one of my favorite subtitles. Yeah. One of my other ones is also when someone speaks another language and you're not supposed to know what they're saying. It's like speaking Italian Mm -hmm. or something instead of actually translating what they're saying. 
man speaking in here. He's having his birthday party with an eyeball. Yep. I do really like the idea, though, of Blofeld pretending he's crazy and talking to himself, but actually talking to people. Mm -hmm. Because I put him there. Because I put him there. Feel my warm embrace, experience a delicious surprise is two <laughs> strange sentences to hear out of context. Very strange. Those are screenshot worthy. His brother. <laughs> brother in quotations. Yeah, another whole subplot I did not enjoy. Yeah. They put the octopus on the ceiling. Yep. Someone took the time to paint that on there. I mean, it is Blofeld's birthday party. me at the end of night one of winger con <laughs> just everybody in this yeah. scene it's working it's working they're all everyone's dying here on the spectrum or whatever hello hmm hmm I like that he took a drink from there. Yeah. Oh, he's got to have a drink. Oh, yeah. He has multiple in this scene. He's going to swallow the hard or the flash drive again? Oh, never mind. He tried. He tried to. Yeah, so he did not die, but it no. hasn't really shown him switch sides. So I, I don't know if he just was out of range of it. Because he was off to the side more. Yeah. If he has switched sides, the scientist doesn't know. Yeah. Rather rude of her, I think. Mm -hmm. Cutting in like that. I do like that concept of two opposing agencies trying to go after the mm -hmm. same guy. Makes for a fun scene. Oof. The second time someone swung into the side of a building.
Stop touching your ear, James. <laughs> you know a Bond action scene's getting real when those horns start kicking in. Oh, yeah. Get the whole orchestra coming in. Yep. Okay, this is a cool fight scene. Is this where she does her uh, sliding shoot two people? Yep, right here, I think. Oh, yep. Yep, bam, bam. I like that. Ow. Right by the bar. Got to get a drink. <laughs> or maybe, maybe next. It's third drink. He's feeling it by now. Yeah. I think he does get it. He pours a drink for both of them at some point. Mm-hmm. Here we go. It's urgent, James. Mm-hmm. Sent a picture in Safari and JB just said, my love. <laughs> yeah, for anyone who watches who doesn't know, uh, Ana de Armas is respected very much in the Safari Zone, especially from our friend JB. By everyone. A legend in the Safari Zone. Oh, yeah. Owned. Yep. Like the cops are just ignoring them. Even though they're in the street yeah. where they're all visible and she's up on the balcony, they're all, they're like, all gonna yep, go after you her. on it's the balcony. You. You're the one we're going after. The one who was hiding in cover. Mm hmm. Officer speaking in Spanish. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. I would love an entire movie of her. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that I do want to see more, I think she was in it kind of the perfect amount for this movie because it is supposed to focus on yeah. Bond. But it's just nice to have a fun sequence And I knew she wouldn't character. be in more than a sequence just because oh, yeah. in all the marketing, it was just her in that dress. So I'm like, yeah, she's only in this one sequence. Mm-hmm. Cat is offended by JB calling this the commentary of the century. I actually called it the commentary of the century. Or you did. Someone did. I did. For JB, it's the commentary of the century. Mm.
That was that's a cool shot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sit. <laughs> good boy, good boy. Yeah, sit. That's like uh I don't know if you know anything about um Inuyasha. No, don't think so. But um, basically there's the the main character is a dog demon or half demon and if if uh, the female lead in the in it says sit, he instantly just crashes to the ground. <laughs> just kind of just reminds me of that. Also reminds me there is in one of these movies there's a moment where Bond tells someone to stay. Which one would that? And like one of the one yeah. of the, I think it might have been Inspector. Okay. I think it might have been the bartender, inspector, uh, and the albus or wherever they're at. Mm-hmm. Because he's Blofeld, bro. It's a weak way for Felix to go out. I know. Again, wish he was. Deserved better in all three of the movies he was in. Yeah, I wish he had like one more sequence. Mm-hmm. But it it is a, it's a good scene. Like his death is a good scene. I still think we could and should get a Bond movie. That's a full on buddy cop movie with him and Felix. I would love that. Especially if they have a dynamic like Craig and uh, Jeffrey Wright do. Mm-hmm. I am terrified of falling downstairs, so that shot just made me anxious. <laughs> That's a very specific fear. Yeah, I don't. I, I just get worried about tumbling and like hurting my head or something. I don't hmm. know. Just one of those things that's always scared me. Like I'm still kind of scared about going down escalators because I worry about falling down. Okay, well, escalators give a lot of people anxiety for whatever reason. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I felt it as a kid, for sure. I think it's like that I don't have control of my footing, like full yeah. control of my footing I, is, mm-hmm. is how I feel when I step I guess on. we'll be avoiding stairs at WingerCon. <laughs> elevators <laughs> no, all the avoiding time. Avoiding escalators. Yeah. St- stairs are good. Elevators, <laughs> yeah. yeah, elevators for the win. Yeah, Felix, what the fuck? You are going to smoke it. I'm assuming he's talking of Bond there, not Jeffrey Yeah, Wright. but I'm like... But he worked with Jeffrey Wright, so... Or with, uh-huh. with Felix. Well, to me, I'm like, you shouldn't be a big fan of any secret agent because no. the point of being a secret agent is that you don't know who they are. Right. But that's the but that's kind of the whole thing with Bond is in all of these movies, he's supposed to be undercover, but he lets everyone know who he is. I know. So I guess his name could get around. Have you been in worse than this, James? At least not in the movies you haven't.
No, not really. The best. See, I, that's an emotional scene. I like that scene. Yeah. It's very well done. Yeah, I think a lot of this movie is the actors making the best out of some stuff that isn't, like, some writing that isn't quite all the way there. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see, like, that, like, that there's line not, there's enough There's enough cheesy, between but... them for, yeah, well, no, it's not the line necessarily. It's just that there's not enough between them for this scene to hit like it should, yeah. but these two are so good that they make it work. Right. They, they and I think them... Craig makes a lot of the third act work, even though the third act cuts a lot of corners. I think yeah. Craig is the reason it works. They they give them enough banter and dialogue in the first part of this movie that makes you believe that they're very good friends. So losing him like yeah. that um, hits, even if you haven't seen him on screen together, really since Casino Royale in a meaningful way. We're already over an hour into this thing. Yep. And yet we still have an hour and 40 left. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, it has not felt like an hour. Like if you, no. if you asked me when this scene took place, I probably would have said about 45 minutes in. Yep. Yeah. I do think the first hour is the strongest stretch of the movie. I think so too. Although I'm still into it until... Uh, we get to Saffin's Lair, I think. And even then, I'm not, like, out of the movie necessarily. Yeah. I'm into it the whole time, but this is definitely the strongest. Yeah. It, it's paced yeah. very well. It, everything's exciting. Um... Yeah, I know and I've seen a lot of people who don't care for this movie, but, like, everybody's like, the Cuba sequence is great. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen anyone that doesn't like the Cuba sequence, mm-hmm. even if people hate the rest of this movie, which I've seen some people that do. I mean, I haven't talked to anyone that's hated it, but I also haven't engaged in a lot of dialogue about it, I guess. I've talked with yeah. my brother and a few people that, you know, he's a big James Bond fan, and we, he loved it, just to, just like I did. Both had kind of similar issues with a couple things, but overall, just really good movie. Yep. It's kind of refreshing not to engage in dialogue about certain franchises yeah. with people like star wars and everything where it just gets yeah well i feel like this overdone. movie even the people who didn't like it this, it didn't generate like that much yeah. controversy around it mm-hmm. surprising given given how it ends and all that but i didn't feel like there was like that much vitriol about it even with people who didn't like it it's just like yeah it happened yeah move on yeah exactly i do like that this is how you get the bond james bond line mm-hmm Another thing I wish I would have, wouldn't have seen in the trailer. Visitor badge. I I'm forgetting too. what was in the trailer. So like you're saying, I saw I remember this the and first I saw trailer. this. So I and I did yeah. watch the trailers, but um, I think by the time I saw the movie, I had avoided anything up until that point for a while that I just kind of forgot. Other than the car chase, I remember the car chase specifically. I can see why you shot him. I think that's <laughs> later, but <laughs> where have you gotten smaller?
Oh, come on. You didn't think he was dead. No. There's no way. He delivered that line really well. This is your mess mm -hmm. line. We're looking into it. He's the most dismissive sentence in oh, yeah. the entire world. Yep. Gonna get you off our back is what that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're looking into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. No. <laughs> okay, my God, you're Sorry, thirsty so at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I could have been able to get a picture of that. <laughs> we do need to clip just that out for just safari purposes and put that in here. I'm going to make a note on my notes app to go back to that, to that moment. Yeah, it's like 108.30, basically. Yeah. Ooh. Ouch. Got his ass. Mm-hmm. Nice shot. Great aim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no look. very excited about that. Mm. You ruined cat Q's meows. date. Yep. Poor Q. He's a crazy cat guy. Mm -hmm. I do like it as a hairless it's cat. It's freaking freezing in here, Mr. Bigglesworth. <laughs> you just like referencing that line. I do. It's a great line. It is. Every time I see a hairless cat in any media, I think of it. Another trailer moment. Yep. You know, they do come with hair. It says something like that. Yep. Mm -hmm. There you go. There it is. 
del- delivered much better than I did. I can't not hear Hercules instead of Heracles. Mm-hmm. Especially seeing Every it. Every time. Yeah. Now, I don't mean to say Ben Wishaw looks old, but he looks considerably older in this than he did in Spectre. He does. and I, I don't know what it is. They may have intentionally done that. I'm not sure, but um, they were kind of... I think they were going for the young Q look in Spectre. Yeah. So... Um, well, and but Ben Wishaw himself is like... He's in his early 40s now, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see Ben Wish- Wishaw do more. I haven't seen him in a lot of things. I mean, I've seen him in like Mary Poppins and this and a couple other things, but I generally like his presence. He might... He might have my favorite performance in Cloud Atlas. I forgot he was in that. I've seen Cloud Atlas one yeah. time. Um, it was yeah, not I that... have too, but it was a couple months ago. Oh, well, this would they would have been like when it was on DVD back yeah. in the day, um, and I I didn't really enjoy it. I thought it was okay. It had a couple of like a couple of the stories that I liked, but yeah, yeah, it didn't stand out. To me. I liked it a lot, and his story might have been my favorite. I, I just like him and everything. He's great. He's great as the voice of Paddington too. Oh, I forgot he was Paddington. He is Paddington. Yeah. Yeah. I love the uh, Twitter account that is putting Paddington into all the movies. Oh yeah, yeah. It's so good. M loves lion. Yep. What do you think Q is making? Some beans on toast? Beans on toast. Okay. I mean, I hope not in the oven. No. Because <laughs> it specifically said oven dings. Yes. Yeah, it was in the oven. Yeah. But like. <laughs> I'm picturing like a roast. I shouldn't. Like a I turkey shouldn't. Or I shouldn't or, stereotype. Or chicken. I yeah. Know. I shouldn't stereotype like that, but anytime it comes to the British, they're not known for their food. So did he already have a lock of her hair? It looked like it. How did he get her hair already? Well, if he's in her office, I'm sure it's around. Okay. Jen's hair shed. I find Jen's hair everywhere. (laughs) Like, literally, I will put my jacket on and we haven't been together and whatever, and I'll find like just clumps of her hair in my Mm. any everywhere, so. It happens. Yeah, I can't relate to the to the long hair, so I guess I shouldn't speak on that. Yeah. Yeah, there are two things I find around my house constantly. It is hair and guitar picks. <laughs> I, I think you've mentioned the guitar picks before. Yeah. Just guitar picks lying around everywhere. Yep. Well, that's because they fall and you they go into the abyss and you don't know where they are and then you find them days mm-hmm. later. I'm that way with socks. Like every year or two, I'll clean under my bed and there will be like five loose socks down there or more. Yeah.
every time I watch this movie, I'm, I'm it's an a, an internal struggle between whether I think Rami Malek is bad or the character is bad. I think the characters, I think the characters bad or not bad, but just kind of yeah, bad. He's overstatement. He's like, fine, but yeah, it's he, more so me trying to decide whether I think he's good. Yeah, yeah. Rami Malek for me can be hit or miss. I think he does some weird accents a lot and really enjoys doing them, but. I've never I don't think it always liked works. him. I haven't seen I haven't seen Mr. Robot. I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody. I, at this point, I can't imagine I would like Bohemian Rhapsody or him in it. Bohemian Rhapsody. I like Queen and I like their music, so I get a level of enjoyment out of it. But it's not a very good movie. But he is he is very good. He's good in it. Okay. A very evocative object, Madeline. Yeah, we see the mask. So Safin is like 50 <laughs> in canon. Yeah, right, which is crazy. Maybe even older. He... Yeah. Yeah, he looks... Well, Rami's like 40, actually. I know, he's but he, like, he has he, a baby he's face. He's older than he looks. Yes. Because it is 25 years, roughly, since that opening scene with the five-year time jump that we had. Okay. Give or take a little bit. It's like 25 years, so he's got to be like late 40s. Yeah. At youngest. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, at a quick glance in the room I am currently in, sent you a picture in uh the dms of guitar picks lying around <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> they're everywhere i mean this is the room i actually record in so that's a little unfair but mm-hmm. they are in a lot of places he, he said i'm sorry to hear that <laughs> yes he did took my line yep Every movie ever, they're like, you've got to sit, eat, eat some food in a very sinister manner. That's how yeah, they know you're... Especially about. fruit, a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the scene I mentioned in the episode where you can hear the opening theme of Honor Majesty's Secret Service in the score. Oh, okay. I'll have to maybe turn See if you up. catch it. Yeah. I have no idea why it plays in this scene, but it does. It doesn't seem like a scene it sh- the scene it should. No. It'll kick in eventually, I swear. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I have it turned up and I'm like sitting in silence. This great country. Mm-hmm. They love their country too much for my liking. That can be an issue, <laughs> as we found. There we go. There, there it is. is. Okay. 
All right, I can turn it back down because that was loud. But yeah, very very subtle, but I'm hearing it. It gets louder in a second. Okay. I think I think did M just drop an f bomb? Uh, I don't. I think he said for fuck's sake. Did he? I think he might have. I was adjusting the volume and did not was not reading the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Bionic Eye. You're not dead. Good for Rory Canary. He gets like two scenes in all these movies, but I know, he's in all. But he's in them all, and he's a recognizable face. Yeah. I, I like when those characters are there, though. I mean, just kind yeah. of a familiar face you see, even if it's just a small part. Love, Makes love recurring like the big characters. Yeah. Yep. Steven. <laughs> I like that bomb staying with him. Yeah. Double a what? There it is. That bit could have gotten old, but they executed pretty well. Because mm-hmm. she says it two times again, or one more time, like in this scene. Yeah. And it's throughout the rest of the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right up until the plane or helicopter, mm-hmm. whatever they're in on the way to the island. Nanobots, yeah. Nanobots. Because we're Metal Gear Solid now. Yep. should just play snake eater he flew too close to the sun yeah yeah yeah, let's play snake eater (laughs) it's been like five years since i played it yeah are they making a a metal gear movie they've been talking about it forever yes it's well whether it's actually getting made is another thing but jordan vote roberts is the director oscar isaac is snake okay okay i could see that I think there are official plans, but I have no idea that's, if the script um, is done. I have no idea if they have a release date or if they have production. Yeah. That's Kong like Skull Island. Plans. It's Kong Skull Island. Yes. Guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I couldn't say Island for a second. And I think he made, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what's it called? The Boys of Summer, I think. I think he made that before Kong. Okay. I haven't seen that, but good, I've heard it's good. Good song. <laughs> yes, by, oh. That's on my Spotify. What's the band called? Uh, which one? The original or the remake that you probably know? Uh, the, the newer one. I didn't the, know it was the Atari. That's right. Who's the original? Uh, the original is Don Henley. Okay. And then the, the Atari. Right. Actually, weird thing. The Atari performed at the Home Run Derby I saw at Comerica Park in like whatever that was. Really? 2000 and whatever year they did that, probably. Hmm. Um, 2003 or 4 or 5 somewhere in that range um, Yeah, the Home Run Derby was a lot of fun 
but they were the performers and played that song. We had the All-Star Game at Kaufman. I think it was 2012, but the tickets for anything were ridiculous there. Okay. It was like $1,000 for anything you wanted Ooh. to do. Yeah, it was definitely... I have no idea how it was, how or why it was that expensive. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, my dad gets tickets for things every once in a while. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he got that through work or if he like bought those, but that was, that was a lot of fun. Cause I think I was Brandon Inge, the tiger. I think Brandon Inge was the tiger in the whole derby. Yeah. I have to remember. Okay. Yeah. No, it was Pudge. That's right. It was Pudge. Yeah. Pudge in the home run derby. Yep. Okay. He didn't do great. He's a line drive hitter, but, um, it was still <laughs> fun to root for him. Here we go. Getting into sports again, folks. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a brief aside. We have to do it every once in a while. I love this bit of build up back and forth before they intersect yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Another trailer moment here. I'm just going to keep pointing out everyone that I see. I'm going to have to rewatch the trailer. Yeah. It's the very first one. Mm-hmm. I remember being like a strangely edited trailer. Too. Like there's a bunch of fades. Yeah. Daniel Craig's blue eye, blue eyes, respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> They are piercing is the word I have for his yep. blue eyes. Like Pierce Brosnan. Oh. Okay. <laughs> El Black. Yeah. Can we get Billy Eilish's song in the, in the uh, score here? Yep, I was going to say the same thing. I like the placement of it too with her because it's a, mm-hmm. that's how he feels about her still. At the moment, yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm about to get the silly uh, intro for Billafield here. Yep. If Spectre had had more of this energy that this movie has, it would have been much better. Oh, for sure. Spectre drags for a very yeah. big chunk of that. Well, movie. I just mean like the way it approaches Blofeld. Like it oh, shouldn't, because yeah. like I think it clashes because the Blofeld stuff in that movie is too is so serious, but they have a bunch of random goofy stuff throughout the movie, so the tones clash. I feel like this movie is overall a bit breezier mm-hmm. in general in terms of tone. Yeah, for sure. I could see that. So it, it can still veer into a serious territory when it needs to and work, and it can be goofier, and I think it works better. Yeah, it floats between a little better where Spectre had too big of a spread between the two dynamics. Mm-hmm. Like, I can definitely see that. Oh. He touched her. Yep. <laughs> and you and I can't have a conversation without me complaining about uh, the way this scene ends and it's about to happen I know. Again. And I want to watch it again just for context to kind of see what happens. But yeah. my feeling of it is that he's doing it for an interrogation purpose. And it's one of those like, oh, it's kind of a classic. They think he's going too far, but he's in control things. That's mm-hmm. what I think he's doing or at least what they're going for. But yeah, I don't know if it's executed well. 
it's a small thing, but I really wish he would still call him Franz just to mock him. Yeah. Just to be on his bad side. Yeah, that would be good. It's like, he's still, like, as soon as he says that he's Blofeld now, Bond will call him, Blo- Inspector, he calls him Blofeld the rest of the movie. Right. I'm like, he, he was your brother, you'd know him. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't make sense to me that he just quickly adopts the new name. Yeah, I think it's just for movie purposes, but... Yeah. It, yeah. He should call him by his first name. Yeah. We desperately need uh, Tarantino to bring Waltz back in a movie. Oh, for sure. He, He's never he gets the best he out is of in Tarantino movies. Like for some reason, yes. it's like he he excels. He doesn't so work much. in anything else for whatever. I know. Reason. Like even in this, like he's fine, but he doesn't have that. Yeah. I'm going to use the word gravitas that he does in <laughs> um, in yeah. the Tarantino movies. Yeah. Like last bowl of gummy worms, huh? Say, oh, gummy worms! I missed that. Yeah, he he's eating gummy worms out of a glass bowl. Oh, nice. Yeah, now I see it. I'm gonna choose to believe that's a production thing where they're like, we don't want to have to do Foley work for a bag of gummy worms. Just put them in a bowl. That would be fun. Yeah, it, or it's just from, uh, it's just from, Crafty uh, uh, or whatever. They just grabbed it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, he was onto something there. That line yeah. was another trailer line. The death of you line? Mm-hmm. Again, I'll have to rewatch the trailer because you're remembering this very yeah. well. <laughs>
I just keep picturing this as a Tarantino moment now, and I'm like, this would be so much better <laughs> for some reason with him. Yeah. Another mention of time. I'm still just trying to rebond and be like, does he? I know. Like, lose, that's lose what I'm, look, cool that's what I'm looking at. I, I'm, I've been quiet. Yeah, he softly in a lot says of the scene. die. Yeah. It's, okay. I think it's that. I think that's overdone. Yeah. I still think I'm right on what they're going for, but it just the, it's, it's an it's awkward the, beat. It's an they awkward... don't make they don't make it clear what Bond's thinking in that moment. Yeah, and the way he says die there and everything. I think it just didn't quite yeah. mesh but like he seems super angry here yeah but he says i know how to interrogate like i know you know like he says he knows what he's doing and all that so it's like uh-huh. but i don't know and he's dead and he's gone and he's gone f in the chat for all the specter yep they have killed the last movie been like in rise of skywalker if if the same thing happened but it's like we're getting rid of rose yeah oh god don't talk about that one (laughs) okay (laughs) i mean they basically did i know (laughs) forever are you sure it's like can't you like isolate Bond for a little while? Like, be like, "Hey, we'll keep you in a safe house for a couple years while you uh, while we try and figure this out." Surely, there's a way. I'm sure, <laughs> but no, we're not going to do that. No. No, I don't know her at all. And yet, he knows where to go. Yep. They have a beautiful locale. Oh yeah, very nice shot. I mean that. I mean, all the Bond Bunch. movies are great about that. The forest floor there looked very cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of reds. Ah, trench coat bond. We need more trench mm-hmm. coat bond. I do wish, and I know it, it it wouldn't make sense for what they're doing, but I wish he was in the tux for the third act. Yeah, for, yeah. I don't like I don't like what he's wearing in the third act, but yeah. like that really doesn't matter. It's very small. It doesn't matter at all. But it's just a minor thing yeah. because of what they do. I would mm-hmm. want him to be in his iconic look. Yeah, it's not like an iconic final attire. Yeah. I don't know why we're dancing around it. You've probably seen this movie if you're listening to this commentary. Yeah, or you've at least heard about it. Yeah. But hey, we're still going to dance around it. Mm-hmm. Harley listens to everything, but I don't think he's seen this movie. So hey, maybe Harley wants to wait and see what happens. That's true. Harley does like to actually watch the movies while we do this. Or while he, while he listens. Oh, that's so. true, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you have to pay to rent this movie, Harley, I'm sorry. 
If I still had my digital code, I would give it to Harley. I get annoyed because other than Casino Royale, all the other Craig movies are rarely on streaming, if ever. Yeah. I think Skyfall's been on Netflix here and there. Maybe Quantum of Solace too, but Spectre, I know for a fact, has never been on any streaming service. Yeah, I remember Skyfall being on Netflix, but um, mm. yeah, it's, it's. I mean, they don't have their own streaming service, so. Um, yeah. Well, Amazon owns them now. now Amazon so does, so mig- maybe they... migrate to Prime Video. Yeah. Maybe there's a deal right now as to why they can't have it there, but I'm sure yeah. it will be. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, once all those existing deals are up, you should just migrate. I assume they'll migrate I'm the sure. whole Bond library. I'm there. sure once they have the means to do it, the ability to, they'll move all the movies there. And I still think they, I mean, as long as the Broccoli's allow it, will make try to make a show eventually. Mm-hmm. They will throw money at any IP they can, and I imagine yeah. I can't imagine they won't do that for something that they have ownership of now. Yeah, for sure. And for something as iconic as James Bond. Yeah. Where they can use put a lot of product placement in because Bond does it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Now, none of this is including whether I would have any faith in a Prime Video show, which I would not. I don't know. I think it could actually be pretty good. But I. the only thing problem is I don't think they would ever have two James Bonds going at the same time. I don't think they would have, mm-hmm. a, you know, a movie bond and a TV bond. So either they would stop doing one for a little while and do the show or they would have a show based on the movies where they'd have to put kind of more of a big budget behind it. Yeah. It's a kid, guys. Yeah. She's got a slinky. <laughs> Another moment where I was terrified. And like they did do what I feared they would do, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Which part? the daughter just the fact that he has yeah the fact that he has a daughter yeah i honestly so we have judy dench and we have robert brown there i don't think i didn't see bernard lee a painting of him anywhere i might have missed it yeah i haven't if it's there they haven't shown it clearly yeah but yeah no that if you told me that before the movie that you're gonna have make uh james bond have a daughter or a kid at all i would have thought that would come off as very cheesy or just come off as, oh, really? Are you kidding me? Like, why? You know, but they do it well. It's not. Yeah, it's one of those pitfalls that I have just like always kind of, I don't know if feared would be the word, but it's just like maybe dreaded. I'm like, I don't think this is well, necessary. For some reason, I at least I picture Superman it, Returns with it. Yeah, you mentioned. Yeah, you mentioned which I mentioned that, that before. Think, yeah. She's got the blue one of those eyes. characters that I feel like that's not something that's necessary. Yeah. And I, at least they did this in the final movie. Yeah. Because I don't think it would have worked otherwise. Yeah, exactly. I would have preferred it if she was actually not his, honestly. It's like a nice Um, middle ground where it's like, he gets to grow a little bit and he gets to like, we get a glimpse of what that life could be like for him. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm conflict about that. I think I like that it's his, or at least I like that he would think it's his. Like if it wasn't his, yeah. but she let him think it was at the end, mm-hmm. you know, to give him peace or something, um, maybe I would enjoy that. But I, I like that, he, that at least 
Bond knows he has a daughter. Like that they put X's over everybody in the picture except except yeah. Lucifer because yep. he was still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where's the is, is this file from MI6 or is this from her? This picture. Um, I'm guessing it's from her from Mr. White. I'm guessing it's a Spectre file. No, oh, that's true. I was wondering, like, why would the X's be there? Like, who did it? But yeah, if it's a Spectre file, mm. then it's, yeah, they're killing these people yeah, off. Maybe Mr. White did it. Yeah, that's definitely it. So when have we last seen Safin? Um, he reappeared with Madeline before he, yeah. uh, the before the blow. But I'm just trying scene. to. I should have timed like how long we go between. Oh, seeing time him. between yeah, time, it and movies. like movie time. So we're at one forty right now. He it was probably one twenty, one fifteen. Yeah, I'm trying to think uh, when we last saw him, and then it would have been like would have been like six minutes the last time we saw him yeah. like six minutes into the movie because mm-hmm. they do something in this movie that is a trope and sometimes works and sometimes doesn't which is the villain saying you're just like me you know we're the same mm-hmm. and they don't do enough to establish that in this no. movie guess it didn't click for me until just now they like they lived by a lake and the lake is unfrozen now so oh, it's yeah. just a lake yep <laughs> that's a funny thing to just now realize but yes <laughs> can't i somehow didn't register yeah. this before but like yeah she can't you can't just run across that lake now you have to escape a different way which is why they escape through the roads yep i do like this scene he has no idea i know no idea how to take care of a kid yep but he does a good job here's your breakfast he, I, like, i'm yeah. Like not a good I mean not a great good good job but he he's trying. Yes. I would have liked it more if Madeline weren't there because like she could have stepped in. Oh yeah. But it's funny seeing that scene because I have a friend who loves James Bond and is all he has very similar mannerisms to Daniel Craig and when he does that kind of look to Madeline like very mm-hmm. uncomfortable thing he does that all the time in uncomfortable situations I'm like I'm looking at my friend's face right yeah. now And the rut row. Yep. The pan into his face. This is a great chase scene we're about to get. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, again, this is like we've had a little time between action sequences, sequences but this is, mm-hmm. it, it picks it right back up. Yeah. Very good one. I remember she starts talking about like having a mosquito bite and it's getting yeah. worse. I'm like, Dude, is the poison affecting her? That's what I thought the first time. Right. Like, is there something behind it or is she just a little kid rambling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they definitely made him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember, and I think we talked about this too, Spectre, all the action Spectre feels super weightless. This movie is like, all the action's fantastic. Yes, for sure. Especially, especially by comparison. Yeah. And like I again said in the other episode, but the inspector, I did not care about Madeline at all as far as I didn't yeah. feel a connection between her and James, but um, they do a very good job in this movie, especially sent like from the point where he visits her that we just saw on um, mm-hmm. with the daughter. I think they do a very good job making us care about their yeah. relationship. Bond's just a great driver. Oh, yeah. I was thinking that in the opening, too. Like, he's driving through all those narrow-ass Italian streets where you're not supposed to even be driving, and he's just perfect. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one thing. It's like you just assume Bond is going to be good at anything like that, and he... Yeah. It doesn't matter what car he's in. This is just a normal whatever. It's it doesn't. It's like kind of a Jeep. But I don't know. It looks maybe for... Oh, it's a Hyundai or something? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, he can do whatever he, can, whatever he wants in it. This fist always reminds me of that establishing shot in Scotland and Skyfall. Yep. That's a cool... I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's definitely... I remember that in the trailer, I think, where they show the cars jumping like that. I actually don't. I think. <laughs> Funny enough. I remember it from a marketing piece. I don't know if it was in okay. a trailer or something, but I remember seeing it in, uh, like, before I saw the movie. I remember this was like an IMAX sequence, but my aspect ratio on my computer at least hasn't changed. Uh, yeah, mine has not either. So I don't know if my 4K will, but yeah, I, a lot, sometimes I did see they... this in IMAX at least the first time. Okay. Yeah, I saw it in, well, I basically saw it in IMAX. It's called Super Emax at Imagine, but it's mm-hmm. that one that I told you about. It, um, it's the size of a football court, or a football court, a basketball uh, yeah, court. Yeah. Um. It's a really cool um, theater, and that's right. I just saw the Batman too, but um, it definitely doesn't replicate it on the on my laptop. No, I'm on like a twenty. It's like a twenty five inch Mac, so like it's a it's a good screen and all that, and yeah. it looks great in four K. But I always love that. Like some people get annoyed by full screen. I cannot get enough of full screen if it's crop. If it's cropped correctly, I will always take full screen. Well, it used to be everyone hated widescreen. You know, mm-hmm. it was parents getting used and to that's it. that's changed. No, that's changed. But yeah, I'm watching it on a 12-inch laptop, so a little different. Oof. Still a very nice one, but... 
Yeah, like I always thought the first Avengers movie, um, even though the movie itself, like I still think the movie looks okay overall, even though it's shot pretty pedestrian. Mm-hmm. But it's a full screen, and I always thought it was one of my better looking Blu-rays. And I think that yeah. that has a lot to do with that. Yeah, I I very much like the first Avengers movie. I think it's great, but it looks like a Joss Whedon TV show in mm-hmm. a in a lot of ways. But it works. But it looks very clean. But if you're looking for like a good looking Blu-ray, then that's I feel like that's a good like yeah. tester Blu-ray, I guess. Yeah. But if you've seen any of, like, if you've seen uh, Serenity, the Firefly movie or anything like that, it's very, it's a very similar shot movie. Yeah, this is a good stealth sequence, too. Yep. For some reason, with him shooting in the air, I'm picturing, hey, over here in Jurassic Park with the flares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to have you on for Jurassic Park eventually, too. Oh, yeah. I would love to do that. Although, I don't know how many, I'm, I'm sure many likes that movie. I'm, I'm also assuming he's seen it. Yeah. I mean, we can probably have Manny on for that one. <laughs> yeah. Unless he doesn't Unless want to. Unless he doesn't to want again. to, just doesn't care about dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. You know, that'll be ex- his excuse. <laughs> I guess if I want to do commentaries of all those, I have to start fairly soon because it's like three months until the oh, yeah. new one. That trailer does look pretty decent, but I'm just not invested in the Jurassic World movies. No, not at all. And I don't even I don't even like like harping on Fallen Kingdom as much as I do. I know. Same I like here. This. The, the, I, this is a good moment right here. Oh, I love yeah, clothesline. Love any any good clothesline is always fun. Yes. But yeah, the Jurassic movies. I enjoy the first Jurassic World, but I'm not connected to it. And then I didn't like Fallen Kingdom, and yeah. I don't like talking bad about any movie I don't like because if people like it, they like it or whatever. It, it happened, but just not a fan of Fallen Kingdom at all. Yeah, I don't really enjoy, believe it or not, I don't enjoy complaining about stuff. Yeah. Like, I'll do it for, I'll do it for jokes sometimes when I'm mm-hmm. talking, when I'm talking to people, but like. Same here. Actively shitting on something for a long period of time, I don't enjoy. Yeah. Like, there are movies I could, but I don't want to do it. Yeah. This is a really good death. Mm-hmm. His name was Yeah, Felix I meant to Rager. say. Huh? Oh, yeah, that's right. He mentions Felix again. Yeah. I always thought they just kind of forgot Felix after he died, which, I mean, they kind of do, but we get a couple mentions of him. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say a second ago that, uh, yep, Smash. Uh, that moment where he opens the, uh, where Logan opens the window, like, mm-hmm. you look at Billy Magnuson's face, to me, it's like, I can, like, he's just got that kind of face. Oh, yeah. No, I get it. Can never trust that dude on screen, ever. Mm-hmm. Just look at his face. You should watch Game Night if you have, because if you still, I know, I want to. It's a very fun movie. I'm not going to say it's perfect. It's all I've heard. I don't think it's currently on any of the services though. Yeah, I own it, so I, I've only ever watched Mm -hmm. it on Blu-ray. 
I saw it. I saw that and blockers for the first time on a plane, um, like mm. on the same trip. I've never um, seen a movie on a plane. They're good. I've seen those. I saw um, cl- uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane on a plane. Mm-hmm. 10 Cloverfield Plane? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, that's debatable, but I'm going to give you a block for that. Oh, damn it. I thought that, I thought that one was good. Nah. It was debatable at least, but okay. not great. But no, it's fine. It's a good way to pass the time. Yeah, all the flights I've ever done have been KC to Denver, which is like an hour 40. Okay. Which, which like, by the time they're like, you can turn electronics back on, it's like an hour 10, 20, so it's not enough time for a movie. Okay. Well, the first time I started traveling for work. So I just read a book. Yeah, they, um, not all, not every plane that I was on had, uh, um, the screens yet. So I brought my laptop mm-hmm. and brought movies with me, and then eventually every pretty much every plane I've been on since then has had uh, the option to get to watch like relatively new movies. So yeah, um, works out pretty well. I'll probably watch one on the way to Vegas. Mm. Yeah, me too. Cause I'll be longer than my usual flight. Yeah. It's weird looking at the time zone though, because it's a, for me a three hour difference. So I'm leaving at like mm-hmm. eight or nine in the morning or something like that and getting there at like 10. <laughs> yep. And then it'll kick your ass on the way back. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think each additional viewing I've had of this, I've realized there's less Lashana Lynch than than I remember there being every time. She makes her presence known when she's there. Like she, I think. Yeah, I just feel like they don't really do much with her. I guess they don't. It's like she has like the basic dynamic with Bond, but yeah. I feel like it's not enough. I guess there are a few characters. She feels like a bit of a waste to me. Yeah, I mean, I think they do a similar thing with where they have characters in the movie for a small amount of time that are supposed to leave a bigger impact, like Jeffrey Wright, like Anna de Armas, and then Lashana Lynch. Mm-hmm. And I think she's at least enough throughout the movie that it works for me. But I don't have like a full big connection to her, but. I like the character in general. Um, But as it should be for this movie, the focus is on Bond. Mm -hmm. Very quick gadget scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that didn't... Qdar. Qdar. I wish there was a bigger gadget scene with with him in this one, but still good. (laughs) T-set. We brought the smart blood back. Yep. Everyone's favorite part of Spectre was the smart blood. Yep. And Star Trek and Spider-Man. Yeah. I still don't know why people go up in arms about the smart blood in Spectre. It's kind of like... It's fine. It's just just that version of a tracking device for them. That was not... Out of all the problems I have with Spectre, that is not one of them at all. Gravity. Good movie. Fighting Gravity, good song. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we talked about Gravity earlier today. Yeah. That's why it's on the brain. Mm-hmm. I still love it. And I never I, even saw it in the theater. I enjoy it. I loved it in the theater and thought it is okay at home. Mm. 
I don't think it's going to get like to classic status where they bring it back in theaters, but I would like to eventually see it again. See yeah. it in theaters. I mean, it, again, it was an awesome theater experience. It's one of the few movies I, I mm-hmm. actually saw in 3D too that I enjoyed. Yeah, I like 3D is pretty much done in theaters. So if they oh, ever yeah. do re-release it, I don't think it'll be in 3D. No, probably not. Which is I heard was just the best part of the experience, like one of the best 3D movies. Yeah, that's definitely one of them. I mean, obviously Avatar. Um, but Gravity was Which, very good. An- another movie that I have only seen at home. Which is, is funny because, again, another movie that I saw in theaters and thought it was great in theaters, have seen it since, and I think <laughs> it's fine. It's enjoyable. I'll, I, I give you shit, you know, because it's a bit on Avatar, yeah. but it's it's fine. It's also very easy to make fun of Unobtainium. Yes. So Unobtainium is back. like the smart blood to me. Yeah. Where it's just kind of like if, whatever. If, yeah. If it's something you don't like, that should be the least of the problems. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I think we've established at this point, there was no real change in the henchman. He just showed up with Safin. Yeah. Again, I think there was, a, there, I think there was a lot cut with Safin as a character in general. Yep. And I don't know if it was COVID related or what, but I honestly don't, I'm still debating whether or not I like Rami Malek in this role. <laughs> Yep. Like you said, like I'm watching his, his mannerisms and everything. And again, I don't think he's bad enough to take me out of the movie, but it's the villain aspect of this movie in general is the weakest part of it. Yeah. He's someone that like, I feel like is a good actor. So I mm-hmm. always try and, ass- I so I always end up assuming if I don't like him in a movie that he's miscast. At a certain point, if I see enough movies where I feel like he's miscast, I'm going to start just thinking, oh, he might not actually be that good. I think he's a hit or miss actor. I think he goes for it yeah. a lot and it either works or it doesn't. Cause he, he just got such a weird vibe in general that I feel like he only works yeah. in very specific circumstances. And this feels like it should like a Bond villain feels like it should be something good for him. But I think it's just the character. Yeah. I think it's more the character in this one. Like he's creepy enough. Like again, he's not taking me out of the movie. He just doesn't elevate it. I also, I'm curious now because I'm just th- thinking about is uh, if they're trying to, uh, for their villains now, they're trying to capitalize on like recent Oscar winners because the last three Bond villains oh, have yeah. been like recent Oscar winners. Very true. Christoph Waltz won actually two of them before Spectre. Yeah. In the couple years before Spectre. Javier Bardem, Bardem. it was like, a couple years after No Country. Yep. And it's only these last three movies, but like Rami Malek was, they cast him like. Right around the time Bohemian Rhapsody came out, I'm yeah. guessing was when and my he favorite been on villain set. of this series is one that is not an Oscar winner, and that's Mads. Yep. Yeah, it, it just started with with Skyfall, but I'm curious if that's yeah. something they're going to keep going for. Not like a requirement, but. Mm-hmm. So who? So what are this year's nominees? I'm like now I'm like okay. So which of this year's nominees could be a good Bond villain? Supporting actor, we've got ooh Jesse Plemons could be ooh, a fun Jesse, Bond villain. He could be well. He actually, I think he could be a great henchman. Mm. I mean, he's played a henchman. He's too good. Kind I feel like that before, that but, that type of role is too limiting for him. Yeah, but like a main one, I don't know. I just want more of him. Yeah, yeah. He could be a good villain. Yeah, for I'm trying sure. to remember. Uh, as far as supporting goes, it's Jesse Plemons, Cody Smith, McPhee, also in Power of the Dog. Yeah. Uh, the dad and Coda. I don't remember the actor's name right now. And now I'm blanking on the rest. Let's see. I have it. All right. So we have, uh, Siren Hines from Belfast. 
Troy Kotzer right. Kotz from Coda, Jesse Plemons, Power of the yep. Dog, J.K. Simmons, being the Ricardos, oh, yeah, yeah. and Cody Smith McPhee. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't have to necessarily be supporting, but no. that's, that's what, because uh, Rami was a lead actor. <laughs> this actually could be interesting, because uh, the leading role, we have Javier Bardem, who's already been one, Benedict Cumberbatch, right. Andrew Garfield, mm. Will Smith, and Denzel. What if Will Smith was a Bond villain? <laughs> I was thinking, what if Denzel was a Bond villain? Both honestly. of those would be bizarre. They would never, I don't think it would ever happen, but... It would never happen. Yeah. Benedict could, but that would be kind of predictable, honestly. Yeah, he seems, yeah, he's just kind of a boring choice. Yeah. Although he's, like, shed his whole, like, British, the British part of him, he's kind of shed. Like, he was, yeah. you know, so attached to Sherlock for so long. Mm-hmm. I feel like people loved him because he was in the quirky British stuff and he's gotten past that. I would love to see Andrew Garfield as a villain because mm. he plays very likable in most of his roles. Yeah, I've never seen him as a villain. Um, so I'd like to see him break out of that. Well, he's supposed to be likable in his roles. All right. I know Tick, Tick, Boom isn't your thing, but I love <laughs> that movie. So you can be quiet. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm annoyed by him in that movie. Yeah. It's not. I don't but think that's, it's but that's not a villainous character. That is to you. No, no, that's no. to you an energy you don't like. That's a whole yeah, different yeah. thing. See, that's me just having a pop at someone's expense. That's what yeah, I like yeah. to do. I enjoyed that movie again. I watched that movie twice in one day. <laughs> yeah, you and I are built different. Mm-hmm. He's got a he's got a logo for Qdar. I love that. Oh, I never noticed that. It was in the top left corner of his computer. That's it's awesome. Qdar. He's the the trident thing. <laughs> I like that. You know what? I'd like to see a woman Bond villain in the next movie. When's the last time we had one? Uh, World was not enough? Yeah, I think that was the last one. I guess Rosamund Pike is technically... She's not the main villain. She's not a... No. She's she's very much a side villain. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was the lead. Because, like, looking at the list, I'm like... You know, Jessica Chastain... And World is not enough. You could... yeah, just Penelope just Cruz could actually be a really fun Bond villain. Mm. <laughs> Judy Dench <laughs> nominated. Judy Dench. <laughs> These walls are thick with two C's. Thick, thick. That is something they establish in most movies where it's like, oh, some something's blocking our, you know, communications. Mm-hmm. It's either the walls are thick or they're made of something blocking it. I do very much like this um, base. Yes. I haven't had a good villain layer in a while yeah. in these movies. I always forget because, I, again, I like in our last episode, I com- kind of forgot that there was one inspector because it's there in the middle yeah. of the movie. Well, not middle. It's like the mm-hmm. end of the second act, up beginning of the minutes. third act, and it's gone very quickly. Yeah. Um, I like the third and act. And it's later. blown up so easily. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, I don't even know what causes the chain reaction that blows up the whole base inspector, but it just happens all of a sudden. It's just all of a sudden it's exploding. I, I again, I couldn't tell you because I have not rewatched it in a little while, but uh, yeah. I remember it happening very fast. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess there's no more base. Honestly, because we were talking about what Bond is wearing at the, for the end of this movie, he should have kept mm-hmm. on the tactical gear he has now instead of taking off yeah. the... the um, I don't like the, the suspenders. <laughs> yeah. It's it's something about the suspenders. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just not yeah. Bond to me. Yeah. Very nitpicky thing. Yes. Because, again, absolutely. I very much like this movie a lot yeah or i feel like i'm built differently from other people is that other people let stuff like that bother them too much yeah it's like an annoyance with me in the moment yeah but i also doesn't it doesn't affect it's like one of those two the overall yeah it's like a two second thing of oh i wish he was wearing something different oh mm-hmm. oh well that and that's it and i can bring it up as more of a, a joke or a comment but um like i know uh my brother gets caught up in a lot of small details a lot like in um uh, the Wolverine, where a nuke goes off and he his his some of his clothes survive instead of being fully naked. It's uh-huh. like his clothes would be completely burnt off his body because his entire skin was burnt yeah. off, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then he let that bug him for the rest of the movie. <laughs> so he's mass producing it to kill a bunch of people, but, but the it's question not is a why? Pandemic. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, we don't know why. Hey, there's the mask again on the TV, just to bring it back. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of his logo. But yeah, for all we've seen, it's like he's kind of obsessed with Madeline, mm-hmm. and they don't really make clear if it's like a, if it's like a sexual thing for him, which I think it's supposed to be, but it's also not clear. I don't know. I mean, again, that would be creepy because he, uh, you know, found her as a child, but um, yeah. Still, I. I do want, like you said, a, a full tell-all of the behind-the-scenes of this movie. I want what yeah. the original plot for him was because yeah, there's so much that is unexplained. Yeah, like that big book we got for Fury Road uh, that ju- that just came out. I would love to have that for this movie or oh, yeah. like for like a, a, for the Bond series as a whole. For sure. Why do you think he let you join him? So he just... Yeah. Everyone was gone, so he switched. Yeah. Did, were there flies in her cup? Did I see that a second ago? It's not flies. I think it's, I don't know if it was. I, I thought I took it as something, or one of like a, a petal from something in that garden. Okay, okay. I'm pretty it, sure. It, it, I was talking, so I just kind of yeah. barely noticed it sub- subconsciously, but it yeah. looked like two Yeah, she said, flies. do you know what this flower does? Okay. So it's it's one of the flowers. Which, get it in his bionic yet, eye so it doesn't affect his vision. Yeah. I don't know if she was making that up or if that went into his bionic no. eye because he's not blind. <laughs> no. Because Bond makes his eye explode in his head, which is actually pretty pretty cool. Yes.
there's dialogue in the scene I remember where, and I don't remember how quickly it is, so I'll get out of the way, but he starts mentioning things and it's all, all a movie title or very close to a movie title. And it took me out of the movie for a second because I was just thinking of all the movies he was, he was referencing. Okay. See how many I catch. I think it's like two or three in a row or like three or four or something like that. One of them is a Bond movie. Mm. I always think he's dressed like Dr. No in this scene. I think he might have originally been intended to be like some type of Dr. No, you know, character and they just kind of decided against it. History of violence. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> license to kill. Oh, license to kill. Okay. So he says, yeah, history of violence, license to kill, and then he says vendetta, which my mind's already on movies, mm-hmm. so I go to V for vendetta. So history of violence, the Viggo Mortensen movie. Yeah. Yep. And that whole spiel that he just did, that that series of lines with the movie references, that was in like all the trailers. Yeah. I can see that. They never mentioned the vendetta with Blofeld because I think that was supposed to be a reveal. I think they didn't mention the being in love with Madeline part until okay. a later trailer. It was they omitted that until like the last trailer. Gotcha. And he's like in love with Madeline Swan. I don't even think I caught it just now. I think they might have even cut that part out. He didn't say it directly. Yeah, in the trailer, he says in love with Madeline Swan at one point, okay. like in that. Maybe. Whole oh, you know what? No, I think he did. Lines. You're right. No, I think he did. He? Okay. he did. He did. We're talking over it, so there's a very good chance I missed yeah, it. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking back to what I just heard. I'm pretty sure he said it. So his face is because he was there when everyone died, but he survived it somehow, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I they... I don't know how he survived it. Yeah, I don't know how, but he somehow did. This is the closest he gets to his uh, ethos in this movie. Yeah, and I think that's why they felt like they might have been able to cut a lot out because they gave him the scene with mm-hmm. a lot of his uh, motivation. Unless their name is Pete. I'll hail Pete. Or praise mm-hmm. Pete. Something. Praise Pete sounds yes. Again, they have not set this up enough that he thinks that he's like James Bond for that really to Mm -hmm. hit hard at all. Yep. It's just a very cliche line. Yeah. 
yeah, all those trailer lines that we mentioned at the outset of this, that's like supposed to you're supposed to feel like the parallels are uncanny, but there's no feeling of that whatsoever. No, not at all. Again, the scene still works because Bond is good and it's a tense setup. Mm -hmm. But I just don't really believe in his character. Yeah. a sore subject James yeah that was like 40 years ago James yeah yes you will Now, Safin feels stupid to me in this moment because, like, you think Bond's just going to bow for yeah, you Yeah, like I know. I, I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. It's like, he's doing something. Mm-hmm. But... Oh, the secret agent really seems to have had a, a serious change of heart yeah. here. I mean, I, it'll, there's a lot of moments like this in a lot of movies in general, and I always chalk it up to they're arrogant. The, the villain is arrogant, mm -hmm. and their plan is working, so that, you know, they're going to trust this because it's what they want. Get the bond theme. Love the trapdoor. Yep, trapdoor is great. Again, this this uh, layer is pretty great. Yep. This is so abrupt. <laughs> yeah. And he just lets her go. And just, yeah, you can go. Bro, she's four. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> she said, okay. Okay, I'm gone. I mean, I don't blame him. What, buyers? He's selling this to people? I guess. I didn't hear I that part before. Again, his plan is not established very well. I mean, it's established so he's that this. He's going to sell Heracles to people to kill people? Right. Oh, God. But, oh, going back, I, some people, and I don't remember if we talked about it, but it, it feels weird saying that it feels weird that he kind of let the, the girl go right there, but he doesn't need her anymore. Mm -hmm. So he's just like, eh, whatever, you can die, essentially. Yeah. He doesn't really care. Yikes. Oh, yeah. I heard your people. I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about here? Yep. And then he said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I don't blame her for killing him here. They gave you all the reasons for her to kill him in the next 30 seconds or so. Yep. I don't remember that line. I don't either. 
Wow. I legitimately do I not don't remember, remember this, this part entire of part. Any of this. Neither do I. No. I, I definitely don't blame her for killing him, but I, yeah, I don't no. remember any of that dialogue. I remember him saying, like, I could exterminate everybody, but I didn't remember him being so specific. Yeah, same here. And there she is. Yo, we gotta go. Yeah, chop, chop. let's get out of there. <laughs> get some of this theme song in the back here too again. Just briefly. He's doing stuff. Mm -hmm. He's making phone calls. Yep. IRS is breathing down my neck. <laughs> yep. Bobby Finstock. Bobby Finstock. Distant gunfire. Men shouting. <laughs> Men shouting. <laughs> Manny is, as he says, back on his bullshit. Oh. Yeah, check safari. I see. And I just caught a goomy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's why he takes that off, which I like, mm -hmm. but still. It is the silliest thing to be hung up about. It's, I'm not kind of hung up. I'm on not, it. yeah. I wouldn't say I'm hung <laughs> up on it, but it's just like because yeah. we've talked about it, now I'm looking for it. Like, okay, why did he lose that? Because like, <laughs> I forgot he gave it to Matilda. Mm hmm. Just a minute. Yeah. Get more of that's another time they use the motif of the yep. No Time to Die song. Enjoy that. Ba, 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 ba. Go, go, go. Go, go, Power Rangers. Never really watched Power Rangers. Yeah, you, I'm older than you. Mm-hmm. 
I'm about to get the gum barrel shot here in a second. I watched Power Rangers and Barney around the same time, so that tells you something. Mm. I saw some Barney as a kid. Yeah. I had a period, I remember, where, like, I would watch Caillou, I think, and then Barney, and then I would watch, like, two episodes of the 90s Spider-Man animated show. What is Caillou? It's it's like a preschool-age kid show. Okay. I think it was, like, a thing in the 2000s. Gotcha. Do you know what the big comfy couch is? No. Okay. Another age thing. I don't think so. That's about probably what that was for me. Mm. The big comfy couch. <laughs> yeah, there was a period probably in kindergarten or first grade where like my two hours every night before bed would were watching yeah. those two shows and then the 90s Spider-Man show, which is why the theme song from the 90s Spider-Man show lives right free in my head forever. How does that go? Because I watched that show and I cannot think of the th- of the song. Well, I'm actually blanking now that I'm thinking about it. It's, a, it's instrumental, right? It's just like... um. There's like a little bit of... Uh, yeah. Because I watch that all the time, too. I'll find it and send it to you. For after the movie. Spider-Man. Oh, I remember now. It's Spider-Man, Spider-Man, dun, 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 Spider-Man. Like something like that. Like, yeah, the instrumental is what I actually remember from it, though. Yeah. And it's like electronic, like Spider-Man, Spider-Man, dun, 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 Spider-Man. Yeah, I remember it now. 90s had some pretty good theme songs. I know. It used to be better back before I could remember anything. <laughs> and grenades. I love his face there. He he does a good yep. wide-eyed look. Yeah, this uh sneaky I love this. one take that isn't a one take on this yeah, stair yeah. on the stairs well. It's great. Something about Bond doing this where looking around corners like and all this I, I love this entire sequence. Yeah. It reminds me of Goldeneye, it reminds me of just what I like about Bond in general. Yeah. A lot of just goons he has to take out along the way. Yeah. I think something like something like 1917 to me is too large scale for the whole one take thing. But something like this where it's like a single spy doing an op, I would like to see that as like a one take movie. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I mean, I, I like 1917. I think I enjoyed that I movie too. quite a bit. I do too. I'm just, um, yeah. I just think for the scope of that movie, for how much like actually happens, mm-hmm. I know there is a time like there's like a time jump where he passes out. Yeah. But for how for how much distance is traveled and for how much actually happens, it feels almost too ambitious for a one take type movie to me. Like I feel like something like this where it's like one character and he's doing an op that like could conceivably could only take a couple hours. Yeah. I mean, 1917, I think the I feel like that. the ambition, the scope of it is what makes it impressive, but I think it's only impressive yeah. if you care about the filmmaking. I think anyone who's not yeah. into movies watching that does not care that it's one take. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just an, a weirdly shot movie. Like, it, you know, that's kind of all they think about. Yeah. Like I saw that with my parents and my mom was asking me, did they do that all in one in one shot? I don't remember how she said it, but yeah. like she recognized it. Right. And she was like taken like she was super impressed by it. Mm-hmm. And I could see that too. It depends on if you recognize it or not, I guess. Yeah. 
but like you know Birdman I enjoyed at the time but watching that back it's not you know I don't think that needed to be a one take gimmick either oh so good so good love that and burst the eyes like huh I love the look there he's like huh that just happened mm-hmm. yeah I'm here <laughs> thank you yeah thank you yeah Hey, they reference sports, but one we don't watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> An lo- underrated perfect bond moment's about to happen here when he when perfectly he- uh, st- boots the whole thing back up, even though he doesn't know anything. Yes. And Q's like, don't touch don't anything. Touch and then he did it. Yeah. I- and he got it right. I also like the dynamic of Bond doing all this this entire crazy sequence, and then Q just like, "So you made it, right?" Like, like he's like d- does mm-hmm. not know what he just went through. It's like, "I'm there." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, good. <laughs> yep. And up, 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 and okay, let me just see what else is happening. Got it. (laughs) Perfect bond. Yep. I like that a lot. But yeah, going back to put a bow on the the one-take conversation, I think it works best if it's something that I could actually conceivably see happening within the scope of two hours or less. Yeah, for sure. Something like 1917 and, like, and they, they don't even do it that way because there's that, there that time break in the middle, but yeah, something like I just watched rope from Hitchcock for the first time. And that's like a dinner party, like the couple, like the 20 minutes before and 20 minutes after a dinner party. And it's like an 80 minute movie. Like to me, yeah. that works because oh, I can sure. conceivably see that stuff happening in that, period of time where i think a lot of the one take movies that we've gotten and i and they i see that cheat a little I, bit they do cheat especially i mean 1917 has an entire like you said sequence where he, he passes out yeah i don't even mean cheat in the sense that there's moments where you can tell that they cut i just mean like in terms of passage of time oh for sure because i think Burtman Burtman has that too near the end doesn't it if i recall i only saw it the one time uh yeah probably Side note, I think I figured out the instrumental for the Spider-Man theme. <laughs> okay, good. <Yeah. laughs> yep, you got it. Yep. That's all I was going to do. Oh, she, she's not going to get her doo-doo back. All right, so I actually want to really see what happens here because it's so quick. Yeah. I know he, like, sprays him, but you and it's like maybe he stabs him and then blood gets in the water. I'm, I'm a little confused about the, how this entire thing works. Yeah, hold on. Let's focus. Let's focus. Yeah. Like an animal. Both grunting. So he sprayed him there. So that was a spray. Oh, broke his arm. Yep.
Okay, so I think he sprayed him with the stuff and dropped the blood from the vial in the water. Okay. It did not look like he actually stabbed. I swear him. I remember. I I swear I remember him stabbing him in the stomach. He shot him, like but side. I still yeah. missed it. Again, I probably after this, I'm gonna like rewatch this scene a bunch of times to <laughs> see what happened. But I still have not seen him stab him. What I will say, the fact that this this is so unclear is a failing of the movie. Yeah, I mean, overall, it's not that big of an issue because no. the the result is the same. Something happened yeah. in this entire sequence. We know this whole thing is poison where he can't see Matilda and Madeline again. Mm-hmm. See, like, I think he just broke that open into the pool that they're okay. in. Because he says we're both now poisoned with it. And he just sells this whole thing so well. I love how he shoots mm-hmm. There's a point where I think the score is really good. Oh, yeah. Very somber. Very well done. like this he says how do you destroy them he thinks he's talking about um this whole thing this is how do you get it off oh, yeah destroy this how do i destroy this? oh he's yeah. okay no 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 then he says no no how do i get it off or yep yeah yeah we we're both right Huh. Eternals. Eternals. Marvel's Eternals. Uh-huh. I probably saw a trailer for that before this movie. Probably. Actually, yes, I did. I know for a fact because I saw this on Halloween the second time and it was a week before Eternals. Okay. Wow. That was when Eternals came out? It was like early November. Huh. I went to see like that alone. or whatever. <laughs> Just on a night that no one else could go. I'm like, well, I'm going to go see it. It's been on Disney Plus for like two or three months now, and I have a zero interest in actually watching it. I told Jen we should watch it together just so that she's caught up on MCU stuff. We haven't watched it again. Mm-hmm. Well, she hasn't seen it. I haven't watched it again. Yeah. I, We've abandoned our MCU commentaries for now, but we will eventually get through everything. <laughs> Good luck. So, but so, I, w- so I will. So I'll see all the yeah. all the stuff that I haven't seen I'll, eventually. I'll listen to all of them, but that that's a lot of movies. Mm.
this climb make me want to play Snake Eater as well. <laughs> Got the score coming in again. Narrator, it was not good. <laughs> it was definitely not good. The blood is very purple on his arm. Mm. Well, you contributed to that, James. Yep. You did. Especially the eyes. <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> to his eyes, not the little girl's. <laughs> Yes, thank you for the yes. clarification. I was like, what, what, what are you yeah, saying? Yeah. You I'm saying like, that? hold on a second. <laughs> Let me correct what I'm trying to say. Yep. This is very well done. For a plot line that mm -hmm. isn't perfect, they ended it well. Yeah. Again, it's Again, me thinking it's, I think yeah, they, it's more than anything. Yeah. Again, where I think they came up with this ending before, like they backtracked yeah. with the plot. Yeah. But when a movie ends strong, you kind of forget about that stuff. Mm -hmm. He said the thing again. He did. And we need to eventually have a movie where, the, movie where they say this and then nothing bad actually happens. Yeah. Just, just, just to throw us off, off. Scent. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like the very first Bond movie of the next one. Mm -hmm. I'm about to get a scene that literally I dreamt about for about a week mm -hmm. after seeing this movie. Did not have quite that effect on me. Well, it's one of those things. It did not, it did not haunt my dreams or anything. Well, it's not even haunting. It's just one of those things like I care about this character and loved has loved, have loved this version of James Bond for so long. This final mm -hmm. shot just, I didn't even know it was going to happen in the theater. And then I was like, wow, that actually stuck with me. And right here, this one right there. I think he survived it. Yeah. If anyone could, it could be Bond. Yeah. Like I mentioned, I was he, still, even wait, at this point, yeah. like only like 70% sure he was dead. The reveal, he fixed the autopilot. <laughs> yeah. Very good score. Mm -hmm. Swelling, emotional. Good strings. Lisa Du is very good. Mm -hmm. For a character that was not good in one movie and then good in this one, she does a good job. Yeah. And she herself was good, Inspector. Yes, she was. Not she my, was not good. my problem. No, not at all. She's also in French Dispatch. Oh. 
I know very and little about that movie, it. even though I want to see it. Mm-hmm. So this line you said is it's from an Ian Fleming, an Ian Fleming quote. quote. Yeah. Yeah. But because that's not super well known, like it doesn't take you out of it. It's just kind of cool to know. Yeah. To die. <laughs> that should have been the last line of the movie. Like the little clink. Mm-hmm. And I think no, I still think this last line kind of sucks. I was, I was about to say I, I think I remember you saying you didn't like this. It, this works for me because yeah, I don't like the line. At this point, it was already, I was already emotionally invested, and this was like a nice little capper. You remember that guy you saw get blown the fuck yeah. up? Yeah, we, we watched him die. But no, I do I do enjoy that. And now we get the All the Time in the World original song. Mm-hmm. Which A banger. Oh yeah. Very good. And that's it for Daniel Craig's Bond. Yeah. But yeah. Again. It's no time I, to die. Yeah. I don't think my it's long, but I don't think it drags. Not at all, and I don't think my feelings of it has have changed one bit. I think. Yeah. I, yeah. Even even the third time, I don't feel really yeah. differently about anything, except I felt even less of Lashana Lynch in the movie than I felt the second time. Okay, and and see, it just doesn't feel doesn't feel like both in quality and in terms of what she's actually doing. It doesn't feel like she's got much. She doesn't have a ton, much as I but she works for me enough. She doesn't take me out of it. Yeah. She doesn't. Um, I think she's in the movie enough that she's a consistent character, but it's not like she is mm-hmm. a prominent, you know, one that we care about so much. But yeah, she she's good. Yeah, I think like Safin, obviously, and then just a lot of the third act being kind of cobbled together, it, it feels like is the the big issues. But like the first first hour in particular is a blast. I think the first two hours up until uh, we get to the lair is mm-hmm. like the is just really really good and then i don't even mind the third act that much i actually it's, again it's not like it drags i, I don't think the third act i don't think i actually have any problems with the third act as far as structure like i, I enjoy watching the entire mm. third act i think the third act is just a uh symptom of what my problem is which is the entire villain plot line i think just falls short yeah um so that being the climax of that plot line i think kind of stumbles just a little bit but all the emotional beats hit really well um, mm-hmm. and everything with Bond works. And that's the most important thing for the last movie in this series. Yeah. It's a good song. Yeah. I'm just vibing now. Oh yeah. Same here. It's weird. Like it does feel weird to me to directly reuse a song that they used for a past movie, but I don't mind it because of what they did with it. And that very much referenced yeah 
that movie throughout, so I'm okay with it, but it is a little I odd. Just, it's it's weird for Bond. Yeah, I, I just don't want it to be a thing where it's like, if we're going to have something where a major character dies, it has to be specifically, overtly, yeah. directly referential to the movie where where a character a main character died. That 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 angle of it is what I yeah. don't and I, want to have. And I also don't really want them to bring really back like Bond songs in next in like later movies yeah. but yeah or at least I, not I, yeah, consistently. I don't like that or at the very least have someone do a remake of the song yeah i could see that but i would i would sooner just not not directly bring anything back like that yeah for sure like let let everything live with its own movie because mm-hmm. now it feels like a thematic thing that they will do anytime they want to do something like this is that it's on, like you do it twice it feels like a pattern that's expected yeah so now, what year do you think we get the next Bond movie about? I'm going to say 24. 24. You think that soon? Yeah. I mean, that's three years after this one. It is, but they have yet and, to and they had it. they had a Yeah, well, they had a year and a half where I presume they were actually looking. With how they usually are, well, not usually, but how they have been recently between movies... And with the kind of changing of ownership a little bit with Amazon, I think it's going to be like 2025 or six. Mm. See, I just think they, it was a four year delay between uh, Skyfall and Quantum of Solace, and it was uh, five years between, or six years actually, between these movies, and it was four and a half before the delay. So I think they're, they want to get them out quicker than they have been getting them out, which makes me think if they've been doing like pre-production in secret these past couple of years while they've been waiting for this movie to actually come out, then they're further along in the process than they would have you think. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I could be totally off about that. And it could be. I feel like, yeah. I just think they would have already cast Bond at that point and that news comes out instantly. Like if, if they've yeah, actually like done it. It would have broke. It would have broken. It, well, I guess, I mean, my assumption most of the time is in, at least in Hollywood and in like any, any, scoop based news like that is that you'll know when they want you to know so like sometimes they could yeah yeah they could have they very well could already have their bond or mm-hmm. even have a lot of the principal cast yeah um but yeah i don't know i'm mm-hmm. 2025 i i feel like it can't be later than 2025 that's about the sweet I, spot also, that's what i was kind yeah, of it thinking. could also be totally wrong yeah yeah, that's nearly four years, or maybe even four years mm-hmm. if they release it in the fall again, which most of these movies come out in the fall. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. We talked about the future back then, and there's been no news on that front in the last mm-hmm. five months. So, yeah, who knows? Yeah. I'm looking forward to whatever they do, because I like Bond, but this was a great ending to this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had they had a Quebec tax credit. I wonder, <laughs> wonder what they filmed in Canada. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm trying to think of the now sequences. Not not that it necessarily would have been on location, but... Right. Maybe the third act. Yeah. I don't really know where that is. It's in mountains somewhere. That could be Canada. Mm. I think they say James Bond will return at the end of this. Like yeah, they, they, they do. do. Show me. Show me. Show me. Maybe. There it is. There we go. James okay. Bond will return. Oh, well, we, we went through the whole credits. Wow. I don't know what you usually do on the commentaries without watching them. I usually just listen, so... Uh, it... <laughs> It depends. Sometimes we, sometimes we stop early. Sometimes we end up getting through them because the post, the post movie banter lasts that long, yeah. which it did here. But yeah, I safe to say we're both still fans of the movie. I feel oh, yeah. again, I feel pretty much, pretty much the same as I have each time that I've watched it. Yep. So I'm, I'm a fan. I'll watch it 
a lot in my life just because like the Bond movies that I like, I do watch pretty regularly. Yeah, same um, here. And this is a fun watch. Yeah, I so. think it's a pretty breezy watch, even though it's long. Like I could watch every part of this movie for the most part um, mm. at any time. Yeah. But anyway, folks, that was no time to die. I, I had a lot of fun. I hope you did as well, Bobby. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. I always enjoy uh, watching Bond. I like coming on to this with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, Manny, stop avoiding me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your deal, man? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Um, it, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed watching this again. Just you making me watch mm-hmm. this again. I appreciate it. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been. I would have watched it sooner, but I knew we had this in the in the pipeline to happen soon. Because mm-hmm. I've been sitting on the Blu-ray for a couple months now, just waiting for myself to have some spare time. Now, I think next time I have you on, at least for a commentary, I don't know if it's currently on Netflix, but Casino Royale sounds like a good candidate. That would be great. That's one of my favorite all-time movies. Yeah, maybe Jurassic Park will be next, but uh, Casino Royale, definitely, if it's still streaming anywhere. Sounds good to me. That that might be, that'll be even more fun than this. Okay, I'm down. So there's a little tease for the future, folks, uh, but I think that will do it for us. I will, uh, me or Manny, whoever actually ends up uploading this, will put all the usual links in. I'll put the links in for Bobby and Bobcat, as we usually do as well. So that's it for me. Are you good? I'm good. It is another three-hour recording that we've got here. We (laughs) can't stop doing those. But if any of you stuck with us the whole way through, thanks a lot. And that's it for us. Goodbye. See you later.